back to another edition of the Missy AE Show. Tonight um, is a very special show where um, we're going to have a very special guest from Survivor. Um, We've been calling him the elder statesman um, of Survivor. Uh, He, when he played, even at his age, you could see how good he was, how sharp he was, um, what condition he was in, and he went very, very deep into the game. It was a really rough season. There were three medevacs that season. So um, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about how he got involved, his interest in the show, and uh, the application process. Um, I talked to him last night for quite a while, and then we've uh, we've also talked today. So he is excited. He's ready to go. And uh, I hope he uh, he brings up a lot of things that will make your uh, mouths drop open um, because he, he does really have a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, I, I just don't know if he'll want to share it um, because a lot of it has, has, he's not even shared with uh, the other cast members or Jeff Croke. So it'll be interesting. Um, he, like I said, he was one of the oldest, um, he got some votes last night on our podcast, on our heroes, and, uh, I think it's going to be a, a, I think you guys are really going to like talking to him. I know I've enjoyed getting to talk to him. He's easy to talk to. He's just a, a common guy, um, and, uh. I think you're really, really going to have fun tonight. Uh, We've already got Steve here. We've got JB here. We've got Melissa here. Um, Tim uh, messaged me today to let me know he would probably not be here, be out with friends tonight. Um, And I know Evan has to work tonight, so he won't be here tonight. But uh, maybe we'll get Kansas, Teresa, Eddie. uh, Maybe we'll get some more of them on here. Um, But should be a great night. Um, looking forward to it. I, I, I'm really excited for you guys to get to talk to him. And just ask him anything you want to because he's very open. Um, he's very talkative. Um, he, he He's not shy. He will uh, he'll hold a conversation with you, and, and I think you'll end up leaving tonight thinking, I really like that guy. I really like that guy. I may want to go back and watch his season again. Um, I know he's got definite thoughts on the whole um, Aubrey fan base and how they treated Michelle for winning. Um, He can tell you a story about Aubrey tonight uh, from day one that may put some of that to rest and, and, and may make some people think and... I thought she should have won, really. <laughs> um, we'll get into the whole scary thing with uh, Caleb. Um, Neil having to leave. Um, Joe was close. He was he was friends with Neil. Um, and then, of course, what happened to Joe. And then the whole jury thing where a tie gets no votes and, and Michelle went 5-2. And it was the first time they ever had a uh, – 
that twist where a player um, could win a challenge and eliminate someone's vote at tribal, and Michelle won and eliminated Neil's vote, who everybody knew was going to vote for Aubrey. So, but even if he had, it would have still been five three. Michelle still wins. So, um, it was a good season, really good season. Uh, some of my favorites left early, but then I was lucky. Normally, I don't get that lucky. My favorite one, um, Joe went deep, Ty went deep. So, um, and I like Neil. Um, he lives about. Oh, 15 minutes away from our house in Sausalito. Um, he just just got engaged, so he's moving to another part of his life. And uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have fun on a Friday night on a uh, Missy AE podcast. So, um, Steve, are you excited? You ready to talk to this guy? Oh, yeah, definitely, especially considering the type of edit that he got on Korong. I really want to get uh, his insight on some of the stuff that we may not have seen because, like, if he didn't get medically evacuated, he had the type of edit to where he could have potentially have been been a, uh, a winner had he gotten to the, had he gotten to the final three. Right. Um, I agree with that. I think I think at his age and the way he played, if he makes final three, he's got a good shot at winning, I think. Um and think and think you're wrong, wrong, but I, I think he I think he would have. He didn't get he didn't get a single vote cast against him until the night before he left. Yeah. When Jason when Jason voted for him. Uh, as the sole, the sole vote for uh, for Joe the previous night. Other than that, yeah, and this social game, this was his social game was almost perfect. This was also the season where Probst was very critical of some jury members, and it came out later that he was he was mostly talking about Scott Pollard and uh, what was his buddy's name? I think you just mentioned him, Jason. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Jason. Yeah, Kyle Jason. Well, yeah, Kyle yeah. and uh, Jay, Joe, uh, Jeff was very critical of the two of them. Um, I don't blame him. As far as, I mean, he basically said they were bitter jury members. Yeah, they were. So, um, Melissa, you excited about this? Get to talk to Joe tonight? Sure, yep. I yeah, finished watching. I um, just I just finished watching the um, reunion show for Thirty Two, so okay. I got it all done. Another another thing I bring up with him that was tough on this cast is, you know, Survivor films in two season cycles, and when they filmed this, they filmed it first, and then they filmed another season. And they showed them backwards. They showed the second season first. So the first cast had to wait almost a year um, to see their their show. Um, wow. 
and that was so the first time that, they had done that. I I think it's happened one other time, but that was the first time that they did that. And I mean, that's all. Hey, Tim, Joe, are you live? Hey, I got you, Joe. I, I got I got hey, you, buddy. Joe. I got you. Um, hey guys, how how you doing? Hey, how you Good. doing? Good, I'm, Joe. I'm well, thank you. The the man of the night who I've been talking about. Um, Joe Del Campo is here. Joe, first off, with this being Memorial Day week, on behalf of all Survivor fans and Whispers, I want to thank you for your service. Thank yes, you. Thank I you appreciate very much. that. As, as I do to my fellow veterans uh, who are alive and also those who have uh, given their life for their country. Right. Right. Joe, let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the very start um, and talk about are you how talking you got about, on the are you show. Talking, Jim, are you talking about 1943 when I was born? No, I'm no, no we're, not going, hey, we're not going that far back, Joe. <laughs> we're, we're not going back to the black and white TVs. No, we're not going back that far. <laughs> I, I, want to talk, I want to talk a little bit about you, about... Um, your interest in the show, were you a big fan? Were you recruited? How did the whole application process go for you? Well, in 2000, my friend, uh, I sent in my VHS tape and did not get picked. So uh, I watched the show for seven years after that and then got involved in what we call Life on Earth here. Um, yeah, and then it wasn't until in two, 2014. Um, I'm a Navy veteran, as you already know. Rudy Bosch, right. Navy veteran. The uh, Na- right. National um, Navy Seal Museum is only 12 miles from my home here in Vero Beach, Florida, and they have an annual event um, that they have there called a muster. Uh, basically, a getting together of everyone to celebrate um, the, the Navy Seals uh, there. And at the time, my close neighbor here, who was the number two man, uh, Ken Corona at the museum, uh, basically said, hey, uh, I want to introduce you to Rudy Bosch. So that's when I met Rudy in 2014. It was in September 2014 at the Navy Seal Museum. Um, Actually, it was November, I'm sorry, in 2014. And uh, Rudy... God bless him. Now, you, you know from show run how gruff he could be and how Rudy could talk. Basically, he said, hey, he said, we're over 70 years old. You're a Navy vet. You're an FBI guy. Send in the tape. They'll love you, which I did. <laughs> Thank God uh, I was lucky enough to be selected, which I find today, you know, uh, I'm very, very thankful that they saw fit in allowing me to per- be on that show. So that's that's really interesting because I think probably a lot of fans thought that you and Rudy met and became friends after you were on the show, but you actually met him before you even got on the show. A- absolutely. And um, to add further to that, which is an interesting story, so I have a house here in, in Vero Beach, Florida, but at the time I also had a little cabin in North Carolina, and I had – Talked to Rudy. I did not say that I was going to do what I was going to do, which was submit the tape. So I'm in North Carolina, and uh, I reached out because I had Rudy's uh, cell phone number. So 
So I, I give a call okay. and in Murphy, North Carolina, a little town, the last little town before you get to see. And Rudy answers, and I say, hey, Rudy, it's Joe Del Kim. Oh, yeah, hey, how you doing? I said, uh, Rudy, I, I, I want to talk to you uh, again you know, for a couple minutes if I can. He said, hey, he said, here, I'll give you my buddy. So he hands the phone over to, to his buddy, Woody, and Woody said, uh, hello, who's this? I said, Joe Del Kim. I said, uh, yeah, I said, uh, he said, well, Woody's not, uh, you know, down Florida. He said, he's here in Murphy, North Carolina. I said, what? I said, I'm in Murphy, North Carolina. He said, you're in there. I said, well, where are you? He said, well, I'm at my home. And they were eight miles away. He said, well, come on down. Rudy wants to buy you a beer. <laughs> so I said, I had this, 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 fellow I'm talking about, but this fellow I'm talking about was a former uh, World War II uh, Navy demolitions guy that would do the diving with the demolition real, real neat guy and so really uh, uh, conversation he said hey I told you what to do just do it which I did I put my little uh, audition tape together which is kind of funny kind of put a three minute tape together you would think hammer talk we did back in 2000 and that didn't work so I think of that uh, how do I intercept a guy that's 71 years old? Uh, I watched the show there a lot before that, and I see a lot of younger people. I don't see that old, except for Rudy, but that was 15 years before. Right. My addition, I go through a lot of the physical stuff, showing that I'm pretty fit and all that. And in the I basically uh, challenged Barnett, probes, said it's since you've had a guy over 70 years old, Rudy, next one, I challenge you guys to put me on that show. And at the end of that, there's, I'm at the Navy Student Museum, and I said, go Navy, which, of course, I'm being a Navy veteran. And I guess it worked because I got on. Well, good. That's good. Um, just want to let you know, caller, uh, area code 269, we've got you on, on the air. Um, who are you? Hey, good afternoon. My name is Amir, and, um, you know, we just wanted to know uh, maybe something that you haven't shared about the season you were on Survivor, maybe something unique you could give us a little background on. Uh, Joe, well, uh, Joe Amir, there, 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 there's, a, there's a number of, uh, you know, different things that would be unique. Uh, some of them, uh, according to non-disclosure, I, I really can't talk about, but let me let me try and think for a minute. Um well, well, okay. why, don't you bring, why don't you bring up Joe, why don't you bring up Aubrey on day one? Well Aubrey who uh if you were fans of the show you would know um came in second uh, in, in the end. Um very sharp player. We're all on the same team, we're on the brain stride. And you gotta realize the, the temperature there in Cambodia most days was a hundred plus. So the first right. day after you have to paddle in from where they drop you off and jump in and get on the raft and paddle in, uh, it's very exerting. So by the time we got there and after trying to get set up and on, my main thing was to try and get a structure. Debbie and I, being the two older folks there, were thinking more in terms of structure, floating around in the water and enjoying oneself. Um, so uh, we had to do that. And Aubrey was really uh, getting – close to a heat uh, stroke. Um, 
and uh, really was close to being, you know, calling Jeff and the group that we got a problem here. So fortunately, uh, she calmed down. She listened to us. Um, she wound up drinking from a rusted uh, pot that we had there because we really didn't know about the water situation. But, you know, uh, if you're that thirsty, let me tell you, you get very, very thirsty. Um, where we give her some water and she calmed down and then wound up the next day being a totally different person. So it's, it's amazing how close that person came to giving up. And here she turns out to be, in a lot of cases, people thought that she was going to be the winner by votes and everything. But Michelle um, wound up winning and God bless her. She did everything she can uh, and did to become the sole survivor of Survivor. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think that's an interesting little tidbit um, to bring up about someone who was so close on day one of just of just tossing it in and and leaving, and and then it kind of once you get your feet on the ground, um, then she ends up you know making the finals. So it's. Uh, and I and I well, don't think she's the only one that's ever been like that. I think it's happened before too. I'm I'm sure it has. The whole thing about the game, Jim, and and to the people who are listening, is um, you know, you're you're a team there. You're the six people where whatever tribe you're on, we happen to be in the brains tribe. And at least in the beginning, you're pulling together to get as far as you can in the competition. Um, so you you strike up. Uh, camaraderie with your fellow players. Now, it's interesting because Debbie and I were the oldest. We were referred to by Peter as being uh, low-hanging fruit, which I have to laugh about now because we're old. And, and Peter thought, and, and Liz thought, we're going to take care of these folks. Um, Aubrey was with Neil, and they weren't quite as demonstrative as far as saying, okay, we got to get rid of these old folks or anything like that. But um, yeah. so so from the get-go, you had two, two, and two. Even though we're all kind of wanting to work through it because we're a team and we want to beat the other team, you still had that inter-between personalities of du- duos that was going on from day one. So you have to try and overcome that to be successful, which we did pretty much, you know. And, and uh, I think uh, – I think Liz was the first uh, to depart, and um, right uh, again, it was through uh, basically why and who do you pick if you have to go to tribal council, and uh, it, it, it it's basically in, initially like okay, who's the weakest person? Who do we need to basically don't want to do it, but to survive in the game, you have to do that and cut somebody loose. Yeah. Um... The first, the first two out were, of course, Darnell and Jennifer, and then, of course, then it came down yeah, I'm, to where I'm, it was I'm, Liz. I'm talking about, I'm talking about my team on the brains trial, right. not so much. Yeah, it was Darnell and then Jen. Uh, uh, poor Jen. I mean, she had a rough go of it there with that bug in her ear and everything, and uh, that that was that that was horrible, poor thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about our, our tribe. Uh, I had no control over what happened with the other folks, and most of the time I had no control what happened in our tribe, pretty much. I mean, yeah, you know, we're, we're going together, and and, uh, and you pretty much uh, strategically have to 
do what you have to do and, and side with whoever. Uh, of course, I don't know if you guys remember that when I had that confrontation with Pete that I basically heard through Aubrey that, uh, you know, Pete was not really happy and that maybe I was going to be voted out. So the thing you don't do, at least the players who have followed this game strategically, is walk up to somebody in their face and say, basically, are you trying to get rid of me? Which, me being Italian, I did. And I think I caused Arby a lot of heart failure that day. <laughs> and, and Pete, of course, I mean, again, uh, being an old oldster and not realizing that, uh, you know, most people would probably not do that. Um, he was kind of shocked because I said, and, and he, his eyes gave away that, you know, he would not, would not answer me. And he said, well, well, no. Well, who said that? I said, well, I'm not going to give away my story. Is it true? And he wouldn't answer. So I just walked away from him. But I think I gave poor Aubrey heart failure because Aubrey basically said, Joe, you can't do that. You know, she, well, she's looking out for my welfare. You know, I kind of was like a rogue a little bit back then, being the old guy and saying, you know, it's a game. And but uh, so I toned down the one thing that uh, my Linda, who uh, is the person that uh, we have a relationship we've been with now for 12 years. She said, and you may appreciate this. She said, don't be Mr. Italiano when you go out there. And if you know, she's talking about me not like getting all upset. And uh, my temper and stuff like that being a tiny guy. So I, yeah. I, did, I did my best. I think I, I did pretty well uh, most of the time with that. And uh, uh, I, I was at a certain point in life where, you know, pretty much uh, you, you walk the walk and all. So uh, sometimes uh, I think you allow yourself to uh, get away with things maybe that younger people would maybe not do it. So, um well, that's all I have to say on that subject. All right, let me let me ask you about a couple other cast members. Um, how does it affect the players out there to see a NBA guy like Scott Pollard and see a guy from Big Brother like Caleb? Um, was there much talk about the two of them and? Um, did did that pay a target on them because of who they were? Uh, I have to say no. What painted a target particularly on Scott was uh, uh, when he, and, of course, we referred uh, to uh, Sarge, uh, Jason, yeah. uh, when they started attacking basically not just us but everyone uh, by what they were doing, putting the fire out and, taking our utensils and, and things of that sort. So it wasn't because of who they were. It's what they did that created the target uh, on them to that. Uh, this is not the way you play the game. But you play the game, it's the whole thing. Um, there's really no rules and regulations. You play by what might not be accepted, but that you can goodbye with. And they tried doing what they did, and I don't think it really carried them in a favorable light, uh, particularly. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we actually, Joe, we actually talked about that a little bit before you came on. Um, uh-huh. Jeff, Jeff was pretty critical of the two of them when the season was over. He basically just called them out for being bitter 
jury people, and um, and Jeff normally doesn't do that. So um, how how did it go at Ponderosa with the two of them? Well, here's the interesting thing, because um, um, really, during the game, and again, you got to realize, it's a game. It, it's not life. You're, you've been taken out of your normal life with, with everyday things, and you're putting in, into this artificial situation, uh, a game. Um, so Jason and Scott, the night I, I was yanked and pulled, and wound up going there, and I can talk about sick bay, you know, later on. Um, yeah. They welcomed me with open arms. It was like, okay, that was the game. Now we're at Ponderosa, and this is life. Uh, welcome, Joe. Um, what do you want, one of those cheeseburgers? Now, let me tell you, our Ponderosa, <laughs> compared to some of the other Ponderosas, uh, wasn't like at, at the five-star restaurant. Uh, we had these little tiny huts with mosquito netting, a little tiny, when I say a bathroom, a potty, a sink, and a little shower that squirted you in there, and that was it. It was wow. maybe four four feet by three feet. That was about, well, maybe four feet by five feet. Uh, and then uh, just uh, a deck. So I've seen some of the other ones, of course, during the past years, and like, wow, man, they really, it was really, really nice. But you know what? When you come off, when you come off from not eating anything, and the bugs biting you every day, and being miserable, and sleeping on cut bamboo, anything with a cover, and making you a cheeseburger, that's pretty good. Right, right. That's yeah, my five um, star. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then I have to be five stars. <laughs> I watched the Ponderosa um, video with Sydney coming into the game and how Scott and Jason treated her when she got there. Yeah, uh, they I, I were don't think very nice. Okay, yeah. Well, again, it's post, it's post game, and you know the thing is, Jim and I had talked uh, earlier and was yesterday about how some folks, um, after the game, they really couldn't, how, how do we say it, Jim, uh, you know, couldn't they, they, let go. We were talking about it, and we were like, they can't move on. They can't let it go. And, you know, they yeah, sit exactly. by the phone waiting to go back, and they don't get on with their lives. Yeah. So uh, that certainly was not my case because, you know, I've, I've walked a little longer along the path and, and, you know, more things have happened and good and bad. So for me, the, the thrill was, and uh, the day after that, um, Pete got voted off and I was interviewed with one of those leaders that did not make it from there. Uh, my, my, my statement was that, this is what I came for, you know, the, the excitement and the energy and that I made it this far. I mean, I was, I was thrilled. This is what I had thought it was going to be, even though you're not eating, even though you know, you're, when I say starving, it's not like every day you're like, oh, God, you're just getting skinnier and skinnier every day. But it was that the adventure part of it, and every day is a challenge, whether it's uh, talking with, you know, the other folks, interacting, trying to find food, uh, shelter, wood. Uh, it was just a daily event. 
to move on to the next day and hope that you make the next day and hope that you make it through the next uh, tribal council. So that, that was it. I mean, that, that was our reality. Right. All right. Let's let's uh, let's go back to uh, one of the, one of the uh, the scariest moments in Survivor history. Um, after that challenge and Caleb went down, how scared were you and, uh, for him? And I mean, what were you thinking, seeing how serious this looked? Well, that day was probably one of the hotter or hottest days. It was 118 degrees on that sampling. So we had wow. these large, we had these Good large Lord. circles. I would say minimally 20 feet in diameter where bags were hit. And within the bags, uh, we, we had to throw and toss and, and try and get them uh, into a, you know, a hole like a, a corn, corn bowl. Um, so we're digging, digging, digging. And what you see in seven minutes of TV was probably an hour, hour and 15 minutes. So by that wow. time, being in the heat, um, we had won. And then I see Debbie going down. And when I say going down, right. uh, he's saying, don't, Joe, don't call. Don't call anybody. Don't call anybody. And I put my hand up. I said, Jeff, we got a problem here. And they come running over. So she was the first person. So anyway, Dr. Joe comes over. They start putting ice, icing her down. I'm holding the umbrella to put some shade. And then the next person to go down was Caleb. And he goes down. And, and so Dr. Joe's over here, and we're working on uh, her, Debbie. And Cable goes down, and, like, now that's the first time in the history of the show that such a dramatic event had happened. And that's when yeah. all bets went off. They, they never come out and give water and do that because that's a part of the game. This was an emergency situation. They got a crew involved. Get water. Get everything. Get people out here. They run over. Dr. Joe goes over the cable. And then the next thing, Sid goes down. Here we have all my people that are in distress, and of course Caleb was was the worst. I mean, he had pushed himself. He was a physically fit guy. He had been on Big Brother. He was a military veteran. I think twenty six, twenty seven years old. Physically fit, but God bless him. He uh, in the challenges, man. He went above and beyond what a normal person would do. I mean, he pushed himself to be you know a winner. And at yeah. that stage, that so once things were kind of settling down with that. They knew that because we, we kind of stopped and Debbie was taken care of, Sue was taken care of. So we kind of wandered over to where they had Caleb and Probst had said, we need the chopper in here. We need the chopper quick. And then the chopper came in and off Caleb went. Now, probably most people don't know, he spent five days over there in Cambodia in the hospital recovering. This was a very, very serious event. First time it ever happened yeah. in the history where three people in one event, one challenge, uh, went down. So, yeah. thank God, it worked out the way it worked out, and uh, there was no uh, serious aftermath of it. Yeah, I think, Joe, it was, it was just a combination of, of all of the things. The, the heat that day, the, uh, the physical challenge, how long it lasted, and... I mean, it, it took a toll on some people. When that was over, and you see Debbie go down, you see somebody like Sid go down, you see somebody like Caleb go down, 
and you're standing there okay, are you thinking, man, I'm really, really lucky, or I can really, really do this? You know, I I don't know if I had a specific thought, Jim. Um, It was the caring about that person, uh, Debbie, at the time, because, you know, the whole thing is you don't want to be pulled from the game. I mean, you, you, you work so hard to get there. It takes you so long to get there. You have to go through all of the uh, twists and turns to become a cast member. And the last thing you want to do is get there, and they get yanked. Um, yeah. So I could see where she was saying, please, Joe, don't, don't, Joe. I knew that it was serious, and I said and to myself, there's no way, because I, I figured it was something she could probably get over. They would bring her back, and they're not going to pull her because it was heat. Uh, dehydration and everything like that, but she needed immediate medical attention, which they did do, and she revived. But it took a long time. I mean, it was probably an hour later after giving her fluids, keeping her cool, pouring ice on her, that she she bounced back. And she's a tough gal, let me tell you. And she's no scratch. So so I I didn't have, you know, you're asking me that question now that – for the grace of God, I have no idea why, you know, somebody my age that I shouldn't have been the one on the ground. I don't, I don't know. I just luck, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. And, you know, that's actually, uh, I think that's the last time that they did that challenge. Because I yeah, can't I recall. I can't yeah. recall. Well, the, the whole thing was, I mean, the heat, I don't know about um, – a Fiji, how hot? I think it's a little cooler there because I know they've had storms and things. But uh, Cambodia, when we're talking 100 plus days every day, um, it, it just it has, and particularly when you're not alimenting, you're not eating, uh, you only have you know certain uh, water intake and things like that. Every day you're only having a couple hundred calories at best if you have a clam or you eat seeds or a mango or that you can find or coconut, you know. So it takes its, it takes its toll on you, and and your body then responds to that lack of alimentation and heat, and uh, either you know you go down or you you, you don't. Uh, I was fortunate, felt pretty strong during that, and uh, it didn't happen to me. And like and like you said, Joe, um, we only see you know five, six, seven minutes of a challenge on TV, right. and I mean the. The, it was so hot out there, the conditions were just overwhelmingly made for something to happen when you have to sit there and put your body through that kind of a challenge for over an hour. Yeah. And, and again, um, it was exhausting. You think about a giant circle. Uh, I, I forget how many bags. Three bags, totally buried. And you're trying to dig with your hand. You have no implements. You don't have shovels on your hands and knees <laughs> under that. And, and digging. Uh, I did not find any bags, but I I I I dug and again, I was digging. Uh, I had to do, you know, enough to find our bags, force enough to toss them and and win the challenge. And then I think uh, Caleb's uh, beauty. I wanted the the, the stuff. And then, of course, uh, brain, uh, brawn, they didn't win anything. But it was a tough one. It really was a tough one. And, and I'm sure production uh, it really went, wow. I mean, uh, you got to think about what state 
for a television show that you had the uh, an event. It, it was uh, it was it was an event. It really was. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure after that challenge, seeing three people go down like that, and Caleb being as serious as he was, I'm sure back at each camp it was kind of like, wow, this this is for real. This this is serious. Well, it is, and you know, I'm sure all the other seasons they had their rainstorms and all that, which real serious stuff. But the heat is is something you can't escape when you're out there doing this stuff. And again, like I say, it's tailored down for television audiences. So you see something just like tribal councils, just seems like a couple minutes. They went on time, you know, for like an hour or, or more. And uh, of course, it's all about the editing, as you guys know. It's right. all about the you a hero, they can take you a villain, they, they not do anything with you so that you're a non-real entity, you're, you're a minor, minor player, but it's all about what they feel the audience wants to see. And that's the only thing. Everything's real. Nothing's, uh, there's no, uh, 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 what's the word I want to think, uh, artificial kind of uh, in, uh, input from anybody outside. All about us. We do what we do, and that's the story. Right. And 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 I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, about edits and stuff, because um, Steve earlier said that uh, he had something he wanted to ask you and talk to you about about edits, because we were talking about um, how far everyone went and the edit you were getting. And if you did not have to be pulled and could have made the finals, you could have probably won the million dollars. So, Steve, Steve, ask what you want to ask Joe. Yeah, Joe, you know, I, uh, after watching the season, because apart, uh, apart from usually we have Eddie on here who's our edit expert, but I often – you know, study how certain players are portrayed during the season. It really seemed like you were painted in such a positive light that the fact that when you ended up going out uh, the episode, I believe it was, was it the finale or right before the finale? I think right before, uh, right before that, you know, all of a sudden it was a, it was a complete shock to me because I, did not see it coming whatsoever. I thought I, I had you in my top three at least of potentially winning the game. So how do you feel that you would have done? Like, do you, do you feel that you're uh, that you would have had a strong case if you were in the final three against uh, against like say maybe Aubrey and Michelle? Um. Well, at the at the time now, as far as loyalty, you know, um, I, I was through the whole thing. I was loyal to the end, uh, certainly with Aubrey, uh, Michelle, and I. And uh, I'll tell you what, she deserved to win. We're personal friends outside of the show. Even into that, just recently, I celebrated a birthday uh, down here in South Florida uh, with her family and stuff. 
Um, but at the time, as far as I was a brain tried guy, Aubrey was brain tried and trying to hold that together. So then you have Sid, Michelle, and Ty. So Aubrey, again, and I basically thought, okay, uh, if we can just be able at the end to have not Sid come along and not have Michelle come along with Ty, I thought Aubrey was going, because I never looked at it like I was going to be the sole survivor. I just didn't feel that I had the proper credentials of what I did on camera to, uh, to carry that off. So that was my belief at the time. So anyway, so here we come to, I win the challenge and I go on the challenge. And at that time I had lost 20 pounds, skinny into rail. Uh, and then here's the succulent chip kebab and all that great food. Uh, they actually had a punch there. And here I partake in that and drink the punch and everything like that. Um, but un- unfortunately, I was unable to take in uh, enough uh, H2O to move everything through my body. That basically uh, is really the reason why I crashed and burned at the end because Mother Nature said, hey, brother, you can't do that. Eat all that meat after all that time and think I'm going to, like, help you out without some other assistance. So, the next day, I was in such pain. So we're talking about on the 33rd day, uh, great night, wonderful night. Next day, uh, but it actually later that night, because I wanted to be able to go to potty, uh, and nothing was happening. Uh, I thought, oh, well, we got a problem here. But I get back the next day. Dr. Joe comes out. And he said, Joe, he said, uh, I don't know what we could do here. You know, just got to try and drink plenty of water and, and try and move, move on. Uh, but I was in great distress that day. I was sitting in that lagoon out there in a lot of pain because everything was building up. Uh, part of my strength, but the urine was backing up to my kidneys. Uh, nothing was going anywhere. Uh, so finally, and I didn't want to do it, I had to say, uh, call Dr. Joe and, and, and Jeff. And he, Dr. Joe, told Jeff on camera, um, that look, he's a tough guy, but and, and it was just a immediate emergency this minute. No, he said, but if you let it go on, uh, we're going to have a we're going to have an emergency. He would need to be catheterized. He, you know, he's going to try to do kidney damage. Blah 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 blah. So Jeff said, so are you saying we're going to pull Joe? And he said yes, and that was that. The decision was made. And uh, okay. the last thing I wanted to be, we're five days from the end of this program. The last thing I wanted to be was catheterized in Cambodia. And uh, I, I, I yeah, nobody no, you don't want English that. Over there. No, so uh, yeah. it, you know, uh, I, I, do I wish I could have made it to the end? But to get back to the original, so even if I had made it to, let's say it was Ty and myself and Aubrey, I never really thought that I had a chance to win. But then in the end, when I saw the finale, and Aubrey only pulled two votes, and Michelle got the majority. Was it uh, seven? Was it? Uh, it was, yeah, it was five, five. It was five. Five. Two. Five. Two. Five. Two. Five. Two. Five. Two. Five. Two. Yeah. No, Ty got zero, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I thought, are, well, do you think, because again, I, I don't think I made that big an impact on the rest of the tribe, but then I think Aubrey, now I'm just guessing, there were people, obviously because she didn't pull the votes, Obviously, there were people that 
wanted to vote for Michelle and did, and therefore she got the majority of votes and won. So I, I never – I was just so thrilled to get as far as I did in the game by playing what I thought was, was my game, a low-key – uh, Aubrey kind of went out to the field And she was the one that really was negotiating With people But also we were in tune with each other It was like the field person going out And not that I was the general Or anything like that because I wasn't But that it, it was a team effort between her and me So that's, that's the way that worked And it was uh, basically uh, Low call Nobody really saw it they, Everybody knew that you know I was tight with Aubrey and that, that's the way it was. There's no loyalty at a point in the game. Uh, you got to let go of it because it might mean that you don't make it to the third or, you know, whether it was two people at the end or three people, depending on what season. Uh, but at least at that time, I still, and I still am, I'm a very loyal guy. Uh, that's just, that's kind of just me. Okay. All right. Let me, let's, let's recap this a little bit because, uh, and put it in perspective. You you want a challenge, and you get to go out and eat a lot of good food. And you're you're kind of like on a deserted island where they where they send you for this this reward. You got no water out there. You get dehydrated, and there's there's nothing there for you. And you get backed up where you can't you can't you know, in layman's terms, can't do number one or number two. And now, after after winning a challenge like this, which should be so great, it it worked out the totally opposite for you. And Jeff said that on online on camera. He said, Joe, here you wind up one in a challenge and it turns to be your demise. Which yeah. is true. So that's, sometimes, that is, hey, sometimes it's careful what you wish for. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, really. Uh, oh God! Well, you uh, talk about you talk about the definition. You talk about the definition of being snake bit. I mean, <laughs> and I, I but, think uh, Michael is that you out there. I think Michael, you're on the air now, Michael Doyle. Yeah, that's me. Okay, all right, we got you. Um, John, I want you to briefly touch on something you told me, um, I think it was last night, who you tried to pattern your game after and why. Um, Tom Westman was basically, I'll call my hero, season 10, uh, New York firefighter. He played what we call an honorable game until the end where they negotiated about, uh, I forget the other fellow's name, dropping off of that pole, and he said he would bring uh, uh, whatever the girl's name is, you guys know the names way better than me, to the finals with, with him. But they were up there, what, 11 hours or, or some crazy amount of time when that little yeah, all night. long pole all night. Yeah, all night. So to me, I mean, to me, that's how I think I am as a person, that that's something – I would have done. Um, and I'll tell you something. There was a challenge when uh, we were throwing those uh, hooks and trying to loop the loops on those hooks. The girls, it was Ty and me against uh, Sydney. And I forget, uh might have been Aubrey, I forget. Uh, well, Ty wanted to do it initially, and he couldn't do it. So I wound up getting two right away. Boom, boom. We had to do that third one. 
But by that time, the girls had two on already, and uh, they got the third one. So they wound up getting a helicopter ride and flying off and all that. Well, I know that I forget who it was did not had not had a uh, won a challenge yet. I don't know if it was Sid or somebody. My thought was if I had won the challenge and rather going on a helicopter ride, I was going to give up my seat so that one of them could do it just because they hadn't had any food or, or anything like that. So that, that's kind of me. I mean, I, I was in it for the game, but it wasn't like, okay, hey, yeah, I, I want to go on the helicopter and all that. Ty could have gone. I mean, there were, and I think you could pick a third person. So it was me and Ty and, and one other person. Um, so, uh, I think, I don't know if it was Jace was the third. He was on the sideline. I think that's what it was. Not sure. So, anyway, um, it, it was that kind of a thing where you want to still care about the other people in the game. At least it was for me. Uh, that it was just the whole time, it, Joe, this is just a game. You're going to go back to life. You're going to go back to the Yorkie dogs, back to Linda. And this is going to be a fond memory, which it is. All right, let me let me ask you a little bit about Ty. You know, he he kind of became a fan favorite that season. You know, with the the whole chicken and and all of that stuff, and then Sia rewards him. You know, at, at the finale and all this and that. Um, what did you guys think of him? I mean, when when he when he's so popular with his edit, and he gets to the final and doesn't get a vote, it's kind of like, wait a minute, what? What are we missing here? Did did well, they just give him a, a great edit? No, remember what Ty did, right? First of all, uh, we had the initial thing where Scott poured the water, put the fire out, and Michelle and I got the thing going again. The next day, guess who put the water on the fire to show his mates <laughs> that he's being with him? It wasn't Scott. It was Ty. So he did that to those, you know, to us. So I hear all along, I thought it was Scott. We didn't know until the end. And then in the end, he goes against those guys. Now, we, we tried to, um, and when I say we, basically it was that Aubrey and I, to cultivate uh, him to come on our side because he was really shell-shocked. He didn't know where to go. Do I keep supporting these guys? Do I go with Joe and, and Aubrey? And so toward the end, he pretty much was on our side, but – I, we didn't know whether you could trust him. Now, I love Ty. Ty is a, a Eastern thought person, uh, the Buddha and all that, and I'm kind of like into that a little bit myself as far as Eastern thought and things, and a genuine human, I mean, just a, a good person. But we're all in the game, so it's the yeah. game. You, know? you can't, like, get all upset because there's a life after the game. So the thing with Ty was just to cultivate him to support her and I, and then in the end, bring him along uh, as a least threat because of what he had done. He had betrayed those guys. He had kind of betrayed us. Um, so we thought this would be the first per- person. But unfortunately, uh, it really mucked the pans up when I got yanked because then, you know, Aubrey was really counting on me to, to be there. Um, and there was a true, and, and even Jeff Proch said that. Uh, when we got on the boat to leave, and he was on the same boat uh, when, we, when we actually leave the island, he said, Joe, because he, he stayed there after I boarded and talked with the tribe. Oh, well, you know, what was left. 
of the tribe. And he said, Joe, you left a lot of love on that island. And I said, thanks. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. They, they really, uh, I mean, Ty hugged me, Michelle hugged me, and uh, Sid and Aubrey, and uh, they, they were very emotional about it. Um, and it made me feel good that I had that kind of connection with those people who weeks before had no idea who they were. And to get to that level where you have an emotional outpouring of, and, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm a competitor. There would be two of those people that weren't going to make it to the end. Well, I might have been one of them. Uh, but to have that kind of camaraderie at that stage of the game to me was was wonderful. Yeah, I think a, uh, I think the final three of you, Aubrey and Michelle, would have been a lot better. And I'm, I'm not – I'm not trying to knock Ty. I'm, we're friends. I know Ty. Um, and I said this when the show was airing. I love the guy to death. He's a, he's a great person. But the way he played, you're just not going to get votes because you pretty much crossed everybody out there. Yeah, but you got to realize, Jim, the reason we wanted to bring Ty was because Michelle was such a threat. I mean, she's good. She was good mm-hmm. at challenges, you know, so you don't want to bring a person who's really good. You want to try and bring a person, okay, he made a couple boobies. Oh, I know, I know. I know, I, yeah. I get that. I, I get that, and and I'm glad you said that because that brings up another question that um, and you and I have already talked about this, but I want to, I want to get your thoughts out there in front of all the fans um, as far as Aubrey's fan base and how they trashed Michelle, and you and I both know personally how much it hurt her and affected her. Um, yeah. And we both kind of get we both kind of gave the same advice. Um, but I mean, just be real about it. I mean, the the two games that were played, Michelle against Aubrey. Michelle should have won that season. She did. And here, and we discussed this last night. You know, you have fandom that people support their their, their favorites, which is wonderful. And right. that's what makes it a great show and all. But you got to realize the winner. Where does the winner come from? It comes from the people you played the game with. They are the ones who are saying whether or right. not you become You're a survivor. Not the folks yeah. watching on a TV tube or a 75-inch flat-screen TV. It's about being there on the island and sweating through it and sleeping and getting a bug biting you and getting hurt and getting banged up and, and not eating. The same folks that you went through with, they're saying, I want that person to win, so I'm going to vote for that person. Right. And that's what happened. And Michelle won, and she should have, and she was a, a great, great winner. Now, again, if we had not brought her in, probably Aubrey would have been, and that's a different story. That's not the end. That, that's not it. The, 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 the it of it is Michelle won. She won strongly. She won the challenges at the end. She got rid of uh, Neil as far as a potential adversary, which in the end it wouldn't have mattered. But she, she played that game with uh, such uh, insight and, and ability. Uh, i got to give her credit. She's sharp. Yeah. She was – she was actually Joe. She was kind of like a little silent assassin out there. She she would stay yeah. quiet, 
and do the little things that she needed to do and make the connections she she needed to make, and then all of a sudden you look up and it's finale night, and there she is. I'll tell you a real quick uh, kind of a personal thing. So it's it's the last five. One night we were sitting at the beach at nighttime, and, you know, you talked about food a lot. And uh, I said, uh, well, you know, I can't wait to get back and have cereal. And we were talking about the kinds of cereal that like. So here you are on a, a tropical island, and, and you're hungry. And rather than think about the state of prime ribs and all, you're talking about, well, yeah, I, I like uh, I like frosted flakes. And what do you, what do you like? You know? So we had those not so much, you know, planning and strategy as much as I can't wait to get back to those places, you know. <laughs> All right, listen, I want, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you a little bit about what happened with you after you were uh, removed from the game and of course, you you know, you and I talked about all, all of this, and I know a whole lot, but I'm not going to bring anything up that you don't want to talk about, so I'm going to leave it to you to talk about how things went down after you had to leave the game, and you can share what you want to share. Well, of course, um, Ponderosa, that was fine. Um, I... Um, I still had to be treated because uh, what took Neil out was uh, we had that what they call that sand fly. Uh, it's a pesky thing, and when it bites, uh, it, it emulsifies like uh, and, and winds up going boring your skin. Now, it's not physically there, but once it does the bite, then it, there's something in it. I guess it's saliva or whatever. So Neil had been bitten on the front of his knee, and they pulled him because they were worried about uh, future it, uh, him being uh, – uh, very, very serious. With me, it was on the top of my leg. There was like three of these bites, and uh, they're gross looking. They were for months, and, you know, I was treated. So, I mean, not in mosquito bites, but then when you haven't eaten in a while, and then you have uh, a- access to great food, you know, steak or uh, hamburgers, and shakes, and all that, your body kind of resists, and what happens is you retain all the fluid. So you wind up, uh, particularly in the legs, and and a bunch of the guys, uh, uh, my calves were as big as my thighs. I mean, they, they just blew up. It's just the retention of, I guess, fluid and water and whatever. So flying back to the United States and uh, coming into Orlando, uh, my Linda was, was waiting for me. Now, you got to realize now I have a beard of 34 uh, days, sunglasses, and a cap, and, and me shuffling along like an old man, which I, I know I'm, I am, but I'm like a really old man. So you probably feel like you do. What, what's that, Jim? Hey, Jim, can I? I said, Joe, when you got back, you probably felt like an old man after going through all that. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of, sort of. Well, I, I lost a lot of muscle, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of a gym kind of guy. And well, anyway, so I, I go shuffling literally, and I was kind of shuffling. And so I see Linda look up, and back to her iPhone, I look back down again, like, well, she didn't even recognize me. So I walk by, and I decide <laughs> to make a U-turn and go up to her, and she looks up, she says, oh, my God, it was you. I said, yeah. She says, 
<laughs> you know, so uh, of course I had pants on, so she couldn't tell how how fat my my pants and stuff were. So it took you know a while to really physically get back to where I was uh, at that time, about forty five days prior to where you know they used to joke about me doing my crunches on 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 the beach there. I, I think there was a couple of shots me doing my crunches and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, you know, the physical fitness thing is, is what's always been important to me and just trying to maintain uh, a certain level of, of health uh, through somewhat good eating habits and, and you know, working out and stuff. So I, I've been lucky. But that that was it. So it uh, it didn't take, I don't think, too much time, but it is a shock when you get on an airplane and 30-some hours later, you know, you're in L.A. Uh, and then you well, know, next day you leave, and it's like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And it's like, <laughs> wow, I'm back in civilization. It's it's a shock. It really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I know we, we talked about this last night when we were on the phone. I shared a couple of airport stories with you that you didn't know about, and you kind of got a yeah. chuckle out of them. Um we are we are now adding. I think Eddie, is that you? I hope so. Yeah, that's you. Hey, Eddie. And and Joe, we hey. have a uh, Joe. We have a, uh, a, a member of Whispers, one of our mods that lives in Canada. Michael Doyle wants to ask you a question. Okay. Hey, hey, Joe. Um, big fan. Uh, also, I love the show as well. Um, I was in the Philippines last year for a few months. Um, I had a mosquito bite, and I suffered from uh, dengue. Did you guys get, like, any special kind of, like, antibiotics, any treatments, things like that before you came on the show? Like, I know you get medical checkups, but did you get, like, uh, any treatments, special treatments for, like, you know, for the Pacific? No, we had to go through a series of all the shots of whatever might happen there in that country. Uh, and, and I, and there's probably about seven different, uh, injections and stuff we had to go through, uh, just so in case something happened, um, I'm trying, well, right now I can't think about the top ones. I can go and get my yellow thing that I have, <laughs> but so no, you don't get any, um, any kind of special thing, basically you're not, uh, it's um, uh, 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 kind of medication thing, uh, but it didn't do anything to keep the. See, if there's one mosquito in the room, you know which one to go after, Joe. So, uh, 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 I was totally clothed, sleeping on that bamboo with my uh, Hollywood Fire Department, uh, South Florida Fire, not Hollywood, uh, LA, uh, sweatshirt on. My knit cap pulled over my face. Uh, my fingers only pulled up inside because if anything was exposed, they would, and they still got me. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, the sort of perfect sleeper might be a great bed. Sleeping on bamboo is not because it's got knots. I always used to yep. find, I used to try to, we all had our specific places where we would sleep in the same spot every night. I always try and find, like, how do I work around that knot and get over? And that was the other thing about sleeping. I only need five hours of sleep a night. Always been that way. Don't ask me why. 
and it would get dark there at seven o'clock at night. So at seven o'clock at night, uh, it's not like everybody's sitting around the fire and yee-hawing off. I'd go lay down, and then like two o'clock in the morning, I'd be up. They'd all be sleeping. So I'd go out and start a little fire. Sometimes the, the boys would complain about it. I won't go any further with that. And I would just sit there and kind of meditate. And there was one night where they always had uh, a producer with a camera in case, you know, something was right. went on, you know, to capture something for the TV. And uh, I remember he just said, well, what do you think? Because they, they never talked to us. Uh, the camera people are there all the time. They're there. You don't talk to them. They don't talk to you. It's like you forget about there. And you probably wonder, well, how the hell do you do that? Well, the whole thing is you're playing this game, and you're not caring about those people outside there. You're trying to really do specific uh, kind of uh, plans and, and, and alliances and whatever you're trying to do. So I just kind of went off on a little thing about, about here I am on a tropical island, 2 o'clock in the morning, beautiful moon up there, palm trees, and just really got into the moment about how fortunate I felt that I was given that opportunity to participate in this endeavor. And it was it was just a, a very pleasant, nice, peaceful, you're away from everything. I mean, you're away from noise and sounds, and it was just quiet. You hear the, the lapping of the waves up on the shores. Uh, it, it was just a wonderful experience. So that kind of sticks out in my mind that one night that I had that little, uh, uh, what is it called? It's almost yeah. like a, a coach. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe, let me, let me, uh, let me ask you this. Um, another really good friend of mine, John Penner, he said one of the things you need to look at is who's sleeping close to who because whoever's sleeping close to who, they're probably together. Did you pick up on that, or or was that not part of it? Well, uh, toward the end there, one night I think I had to sleep close to Scott. Now, he's not on my list as far as being really close to, but we're talking warmth, Jim, warmth. So maybe some of the younger people. Uh, Aubrey and I, um, she always slept beside me, and um, it would get cold at night, so we would uh, huddle up. But you're not thinking about anything except keeping warm. Uh, when it's damp right, and cold right. and the drops and the rain is raining on your shelter and it's really not keeping it off you, so it's kind of like a survival kind of a thing. Uh, nothing that I know of happened on our season as did on potentially some of the other seasons. So uh, I, I I don't think so. Uh, just based on who who the players were, uh, I didn't see that happen. At least uh, on my tribe. And then once we emerged, uh, didn't see that. Okay, Joe. When we when we talked, I don't know if it was yesterday or today or to, I think it was yesterday. You asked me, um, and and I told you I would get an answer for you. Um, you wanted to know if you were the oldest remaining survivor, and I've got. Bad news, but I've got good news. The bad news okay. is you're not. The bad news is you're not, if if that's something you want to claim. Sonia Christopher is 84 years old. Wow. God bless her. Yeah. Jim, Jim Lynch, 
from Survivor Guatemala is 79. Okay. So you, yeah, you, you got to no keep the good news. The good news, Joe, is you got to keep going, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You are. I wanted, I wanted you to check because I said, and you said probably, you yeah, well, go back to 2000 and check it out because I've been having a busy day today. We'll help some labor yeah. uh, next door or put some uh, uh, sprinkler heads in and then another uh, a wife of a friend of mine, her car stalled. <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to do that. But, uh, well, thank you for I, I you Four. Wow. Yeah, you, yeah she's, the one, she's the one I told you about on the phone. I said, I can't remember her name, but I think she's yeah. probably, you know, I couldn't think of it. And and then uh, I went, I went to, I told you I had a guy that knows everything. I went to him and he came right back with it. Um, wow. I didn't know about, I didn't know about Lynch, but I thought Sonya was up there. But you are third. So you got to keep hanging in there, buddy, and you're going to eventually be number one. <laughs> well, see, like, oh, well, I made it to the top five. At least I'm now not top three right now, so that's not bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let me ask you this. Um, and, Andy, if you've got a question, Andy, you already got a question that you want to ask Joe? Uh, yeah, but go ahead. Do I, I was interested in what you were going to say. Go ahead and say what you're going to say, then I'll ask my question. Well, I was I was going to bring up after after the game's over, after the game's over, and Joe, and Joe knows what I tell all my survivor friends. You know, don't sit by the phone, don't wait, don't be a survivor whore on Twitter, or Instagram. Get on with your life. Um, but but Joe. You've seen a lot of people brought back. And after how you played at your age and the condition you you are still in as of today, has it kind of irked you that they haven't called you to, to play again? Well, I... I uh... Jim, I, I certainly would have loved to have been able to, to go back again. And they have particularly people who have been pulled because of medical things, uh, like Jonathan, he, he got to go back, and a couple other folks. Um, I would have liked to have had a shot at it, but they've changed the, the whole complexion of the game now. You know, as we were talking yesterday, um, you have diverse personalities now, um, more uh, even uh, spread of age uh, people. So, um, yeah, I, I had my time, and uh, I, I did, you know when Rudy first went on, he he was Rudy. There's never going to be another Rudy, and this uh, right. this November will be two, two years he's gone. Uh, and then here he was in uh, All Stars, you know, at 75 years of age. So he he's done it. Uh, Joe doesn't have to do anything else. Joe had his shot. I I, I still am so thankful that I got to do it and participate. Um, that I was so well received by a lot of people, um, and you know, here I am talking to you guys tonight. Um, and it was seven years ago that I sent my application, and I'm still talking to folks that have an interest in the game. So to me, this is it's a blast. Uh, yeah, right. I don't, I don't and, really, I mean, and and Joe, Joe, if 
if they ever came up with a certain theme or something that fit you, maybe like, uh, you know, they've done second chances, but maybe if they did something like that where they bring back people that were evac, you know, and they bring back you, they bring back Neil, they bring back, back Caleb, they bring back people that had to leave that way. You think you still got it in you? To do another season? Well, now, let's see. Let's see. The rationally thinking job. Yeah. Uh, well, I tell you what. Really, um, I if they would give me, uh, let's say, 90 days to physically get back to park, because it is it is it's hard. When you're running out through the surf and climbing obstacles, for instance, the challenge I won, um, now, most people, they, they just see, you know, people running in the jungle and, and doing the cornhole thing. Okay. Uh, so there's five of us left. It. That was 100 yards running up a trail in the jungle, climbing a ladder thing, getting a bag, going down, running back out, throwing your, I forget how many were in a bag, let, let's say, uh, you know, four, whatever it was, uh, going back, getting a second bag and all. So you guys, I think, realize that, oh, right, everybody was done. Here's old Joe, Slowpoke Joe, going through the jungle. They're all young, they're fit and everything. They had to wait, like, shoot, they'll never show that challenge again because they had to, well, unless they're young people, they had to wait, like, two minutes for me to get back. So then, uh, let me tell you, that was a long time. I would say that it was at least 20-plus yards to toss that thing out and get it in. You know, there were uh, three, four holes that I had to get in, five holes, I think. Um, yeah. I a 15 back, I guess. And it was that last bag that I was able to flip up there and slide in. And, and, and of course, Jeff, I think, was thrilled. He was excited. I was excited. And, and then, um, you know, then I got to Aubrey. I picked Aubrey because, again, she was my teammate. But then rather than me pick the third person, I had her pick. And she wanted to pick and sit. Uh, so Sid came along. So she could have picked Ty or she could have picked Michelle, but she she picked Sid. So in the end, you wonder, could that have changed the game too uh, a different way? Uh, it, there's just so many variables, which makes it great. That makes it uh, exciting. And, you know, nothing is like in concrete. It's a moving, fluid kind of situation. It's, uh, uh, See, I'm still excited about it. Listen to me. Here I'm talking about it. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, you did a great job. What, uh, you, you just mentioned that about that, you know, picking somebody to go. We, what if you would have picked the third person? Who would you have picked? Um, probably Michelle, because we had kind of, you know, um, her being a Jersey girl, me from Philly, we had had conversations on the beach and talking about the cereal and things like that. But I wanted to see, again, who Aubrey would pick. Again, we had worked together. Uh, she had been a planner, you know, as far as at this stage of the game, through the whole game. We, we worked together and, and tried to agree on as many things as we could in the past, which most of the time we did. Uh, so I just want to see that. She really didn't want to do it, but you know, I said, no, it's your choice. You, you do it. So uh, then, you know, she, pick, she picks it. Now, uh, if she had picked Michelle, uh, I, I don't know if it would have changed or not. Um, so, 
But uh, that's in the past. <laughs> you know, who knows? <laughs> it's like rolling the dice, Jim. You know that. You know, you're all one time. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I know. I, I totally, yeah, I, I totally get it. I totally understand it. Um, I think that was the right move on your part, just removing yourself from that decision. You know, you you pick one, and okay, I'm out of it. <laughs> what what do you want to do? Because you know. Um, and, you know, a lot of times we've seen on the show where people will will win stuff like this, and it, especially when it comes down to family visits, um, it gets yeah. really tough, really tough on how to pick somebody for family visits. And a lot of people um, will end up giving up their family visit for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking about that, the only thing I'm upset about with production CBS was um, we did not get a family visit. And uh, season uh, 31, who basically they filmed it after us, but put them on before us, got the family visit to the same place, which right. when, it, when we were told that you're not going to have a family visit, we thought, well, we're in Cambodia. It's a, the, the other side of the world and everything like that. Uh, I, I understand. But then to have that happen, that we were there first, then they bring, you know, the, the, the folks that they had picked out of the audience to be the season before us, and they get a family visit. I never really quite understood why. Uh, and then you see most of the – I think you guys could tell me if I'm wrong. Most of the seasons after that always had a family visit. So it, it would have yeah, been nice. They normally do. They normally do. And I was going to add, this was something that I didn't talk to you about on the phone that I wanted to ask you. Did you, uh, did you have to um, give them someone in case they did want to do a family visit? Or did you know right from the start, hey, they're not asking me about a, a loved one, so they're not going to do a family visit? No, no, no. That's all uh, preconceived as far as uh, doing that. That's that's in the plans, and it's up to production whether or not they go forth with that. So uh, that was already in that there would have been Linda would have been my my pick to come out uh, to see me, uh, but that didn't but, happen. But but Joe, but Joe, I, I can tell you um, from knowing people that. The loved ones have to go through things. They have to do the things that you said you had to do. You had to get the shots and all this. The loved ones have to do that, too, if, yep. they're, a, if they're a possibility of having to travel there. Um, so on your season, that didn't happen. They didn't want to know anybody. They didn't want to. They didn't want to have to. I mean, no, nobody in your family had to go get shots and this and that in case they wanted to bring them out there. No, so they probably. Again, I'm just guessing that CBS um, made a determination early on that that wasn't going to happen. You got to realize the process of applying until you, when you're physically on that island, is a long, long. Probably we're talking like six months. I mean, it's a half a year at least. Uh, maybe shorter for some other people who maybe they they picked. I was not recruited. Uh, some people are. I was not. So uh, I don't know how production works. But obviously, what you're just saying now, what would make sense to me is early on, um, 
weeks maybe into it, uh, they're playing on, no, we're not going to do that, whatever it was, expense-wise. Otherwise, I have no idea why. But but they did then for uh, season 31, um, which, again, to reiterate, they filmed after us, and they had the folks come out, their, you know, the family visit before us, and then here in the following season, us, uh, there is no family visit. So, whatever. Right. It happened. Right. So, Obviously, obviously, it was not in their plans that season at all to have a family visit because I can give you a couple of stories um, with uh, with Jonathan Penner and Stacy. Um, uh-huh. Stacy had Stacy had to go through all that stuff, and um, she went out. Um, she she made the trip, and when they get there, she, they tell her he got voted out last night. So. She wasn't oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So that, that sucked. They still, Joe, they still let her see him, though. They did let her see oh. him. Well, but, God, um, <laughs> Yeah, but he, he had gotten voted out. And the other little one I'll tell you is Brenda, uh, Brenda Lowe, her dad, um, went and got all the shots and was all ready to go. And they told him when he was leaving, had the flights ready and everything. And he, then he got a call and and said that uh, you're not going to be going. So he knew right away she had been yeah. voted out. Wow. So, so that's that's how that stuff I don't know so, if the I, I don't know if the average fan realizes. So, I mean, we're on strict uh, do not talk, and, and we don't. So. You get into the process. You can't tell anybody that you applied for the show. You get selected for the show. And, again, you can't talk to anybody about it. And then you have to wait now another season because they put another season in front of you. So you've gone. You come back. And then people are saying, well, where were you for 40-some days? And, well, you know, I was out of town. Because you can't. You, you just can't. I mean, there's non-disclosure that is very, very secure with CBS and everybody pretty much I know of has honored that. So, but it's, it's tough, particularly where you have another season before you can say anything. And finally you get to go ahead. Okay. We're going to start promoting your season. You, you can, well, I was tough. Uh, the only person right. I knew again, when I was away, my Linda, she had no idea where in the world I was. And the only time that they would contact your loved one or whoever you had down as your person was if something happened, uh, just like with uh, what's the, we were talking about him yesterday, uh, the, uh, the pilot. Uh, right. What's his name? Um, what's right. his name now? Yeah. So anyway, his son got ill and everything like that, and they had to fly him out. And, and, and Terry, you're, talking about, you're talking about Terry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. uh, so that was it. So again, uh, it's all secretive and quiet. And, uh, I mean, that's why the show has been on, I think for 20 years because of how rigid it is maintaining, uh, a non, a, you know, quiet and secret and, and not divulging anything. Otherwise, uh, you know, it wouldn't be good for the show. And yeah, I don't know. But, uh, but but I, I'll tell you, Joe. There's there's stuff that comes out. You know, I know stuff that comes out. But back back to um, the show itself. Uh, and you stressed us tonight that while you're out there, 
I mean, you make bonds and you get to know people and you like people, but you keep in your mind, I'm here, this is a game. I'm here to play a game. I'm trying to win a million dollars. And then the other side of the coin, Joe, is when you get home and you're watching it, you understand that the show is putting on a TV show. So yeah. you, you may sit there and watch it every week and wonder, why did they show that? Why didn't they show this? You know, did, did you have to struggle with that at times? Well, you know, it, again, Jim, I guess understanding that it, it is a TV show and it's all according to um, what they figure the public wants and what will keep public attracted to that show. And it's the editing. Uh, they make the determination. Uh, you as uh, uh, either a participant or, or a fan have no control over that. And like you say, well, some people say, well, why did they show that? Uh, what about, I mean, there were like, for instance, for myself, when I won that challenge, there was a bunch of stuff they did that day that would, did not make it on TV, but they call it, um, uh, oh, well, what's the term that they use now? Uh, uh, not not shown interview or something like that, where I come out in a pink kimono with the girls, and it was a great scene. And here I am, and I said, you know, I'm an Italian guy. I used to wear a pink TV, a pink shirt, and most guys couldn't get away. And it was a great scene. Or when I'm in the the cowboy tub after not being scrubbed for, you know, because we used to clean ourselves by going into the surf using sand and doing, you know, a, a sand rub. Obviously, there was no shampoo. There was no nothing. And you go in there and just wash your hair. And here I am in this cowboy tub with soap. And I had this kind of almost one minute thing about, man, this is great. And I'm rubbing myself and talking about it. and stuff like that. I'm thinking, why didn't they put that? That would have been really cool. They showed very, very little of, of you know, what happened that day. But it's just the decision that the producers make. And maybe they didn't want me to come out. Who knows, you know, being, you know, wow. And that was really a cool scene. I don't know. I'm not a TV guy. I'm a, I'm a I'm retired Joe, Joe, guy. Joe, I'm going to tell you that if I have a nightmare tonight of you in a pink Komoda, I'm going to call you tomorrow and holler at you. Now, see, I, I, I have I have total confidence in me being able to talk about me being the pink Komoda. Now you got to realize this is what happened. They had a blue one, a green one, and a pink one. Who gets to do the uh, bath first and and change and get the shower? The girls. What did they leave Joe? A pink kimono. It's not like I went there and said, "Oh, I'm going to do the pink one." That's me. But I had to say something about and and try to make it a little lighter. I said. Well, you know what? I used to wear pink, which was really true, pink button-down shirts. And I said, I'm a tan guy. I'm probably the only guy to get away with this. But and I make a joke about it. That was it. Since we got you on here, Eddie, um, Joe, Eddie is our kind of our resident edit guy. He really, really pays attention to edits, really understands edits. Eddie, okay. when you look back at this season – We've already asked Joe tonight about his edit, and if he could have made the final three, what kind of shot he would have had at winning. When you look back at this season, Eddie, 
um, talk to Joe. Tell him your thoughts um, and your expertise on edits. Um, were they editing Joe as a possible champion? Eddie left us. Is Eddie still um, on? He's still showing up on there. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I might... had my mute on because I was playing with there my dog. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I thought that. Yeah, that you did get a. It was. I thought you were going to go further than you did. Then it shocked the hell out of me when you got evacuated. Uh, what What threw me about this season so much was the back and forth. Uh, how alliances shifted so quickly, it seemed. Uh, I know it must not have been quickly out there for you guys, but the way we're seeing it, one week these people are together, the next week these people are together, and this guy's being shown, uh, you know, the, it, that kind of threw me a bit. Was it was it really that, that much shifting back and forth, Joe, or, or was that just in the edit that they were making it look like that? Well, I think it's a combination of both. You're talking about sifting sands. And at this stage, for me to, like, you know, uh, give a comprehensive, well, I think it was this or that. Uh, the editing, to me, is the major thing, uh, depending on what they want to portray. you got to realize, all of the interviews that they did in 39 days of all the tribe members, and then they put together a story beside actually showing the challenges and all that, and then the, uh, the uh, when they go and interview somebody and, and, and stuff, um, you know, I don't I don't know. Um, it, it, things happen very quickly, particularly when you're not eating, you're hungry, you're tired, and uh, mostly drained. Uh, you know, things uh, might not be the same if you were uh, here in where we are, you know, like today, and you can think clearly because it, it does take a toll. That kind of uh, environment, uh, after that long, you know, time being there and uh, having to deal with uh, lack of this, lack of that, uh, lack of sleep, uh, uh, and lack of food. Uh, so I think editing does play a major, major part, but also just the actual human part of it, uh, it does does add to it. So I, I don't have a really a specific answer for you, but uh, I think it's a combination of uh, both things. Thank you. Uh, you. You answered the best you could. Um, you know, I, I, I was, especially the way they showed Ty all the time. I mean, it seemed like he was so wishy-washy it was pitiful. Uh, and that yeah. kind of threw me. And to make it the way he did, as far as he did, and it's how wishy-washy he appeared, I really thought you were going to be final three. I really did. Well, again, as I said earlier, um, that was the initial plan uh, with uh, Aubrey and I that this was w- where we were going to go in the end. Uh, unfortunately, what happened happened, and uh, would that have happened the way we planned it? Uh, I don't know. Potentially, I think it could have, uh, depending on the challenges and things of that sort that came up after I left. Uh, because I think there was supposed to be a challenge the next day, but because they pulled me, uh, there was a day off kind of a thing. And then I think Michelle then won that next challenge after that. I, I, I right, right. Yeah, uh, but, she did. But um, um, uh, 
again, uh, you know, when you get so close, so to speak, to that uh, brass ring, um, but I never see, if you believe this or not, I never thought about the million dollars. Uh, the, to me, it was the adventure and the challenge of being 71, going to be 72 with these young folks out there and seeing if I could take, you know, the, the, the privation of lack of food, lack of uh, uh, comfort, lack of this, right? and being able to communicate with people sometimes 40 years younger than me and be able to have a conversation and, uh, you know, connect with them, which for the most part worked. So I felt as though I was successful in what I wanted to do. I was not successful in winning the big prize. Would have been nice? Yeah. But I, that, wasn't, that wasn't me. I, I was not there for the million dollars. I had I got that, hey, that would have been great. Uh, that didn't happen. And I got as far as I was able to get uh, under the circumstances. And with that, I'm pleased um, and happy. And, you know, and I have people that, like you guys here, that want me to come on and just talk about some of this stuff and all. Uh, and it's, it's, it's extending my 15 minutes of fandom. So I thank you guys very much. <laughs> That's kind of a joke. Joe, I think you do it. With, with the goals that you set out, what you wanted to do, what you wanted to achieve, you hit it out of the park. You really did. You didn't win the season, but you did touch all the bases when you were there. I appreciate that, Jim. Thank you. And, and the other folks that are on with us now, thank you. Hey, yeah. you're welcome. Uh, we, we all believe that. That's a, definitely you. You were outstanding. It was unbelievable watching it. The uh, what you uh, and what you said. Everybody on this podcast tonight would give their left fit to have your experience. You know. <laughs> yeah. We well, yeah, yeah, wouldn't do anything. Wasn't the money. It's the experience. I I came very I came from working parents, both my mom and dad. Uh, we're working folks, you know, uh, I won't say blue collar, but, you know, uh, you know, not uh, high level or anything like that. And uh, great family, only child, uh, wonderful folks, totally supported me, uh, had a chance in the junior year to go to uh, Spain, to go to the University of Madrid over there. I had won a portion scholarship at the time. I was at uh, La Salle University in Philadelphia, so I spent my junior year in Spain. Uh, came back to the United States, and then in senior year, uh, had an opportunity to go to uh, Pensacola, the uh, Naval Air Station there, and uh, I wanted to fly, but I had sinus problems, so I did get my commission uh, as a naval officer, but uh, did not did not fly. Had a, a great time for the next three years. Uh, was on the Vietnam era. I did want to go over to Vietnam and and go on what they call riverine patrol stuff. Uh, but they wanted to stick me on a destroyer, and I thought, nah, I just had my firstborn son, Joey. And that's when my dad sent me a clipping that the FBI, Hoover, had gotten the okay to hire a 1,000 agents. Uh, so that's when I put in my bid uh, in 1970. In uh, January 25th, uh, 1971, I raised my hand, became an FBI agent, and did that for 25 years until May 3rd, uh, 1996, when I retired. I uh, had a little PI business these past years. I think that's part of my, my background you guys may know know about. And uh, still have a little uh, PI thing, not doing very much at all. But I just look for each day as, as a joyous event, that my feet are on this side of the green earth. 
uh, and I feel very, very fortunate that uh, health-wise, pretty good. Can't complain. A couple little this. Got a pacemaker. How to get that? Actually, the funny thing is, my uh, giving away something. My cardiologist at the time, um, who actually just recently he's moved on to a, a, another. Um, uh, uh, we have a, a company down here, which is Cleveland Clinic, and he was going into concierge kind of practice. Um, said, Joe, I'm going to let you go over there. You're in great physical shape and everything like that. But when you come back, you got to have a pacemaker. I don't want you to die over there in Cambodia. So I said, yes, I'll do that. So, so, but, but he, he knew I was good, but he just said, you know what? You know, once in a while your heart stops for a couple of seconds, and it's not like going to have a heart attack. Your heart's going to go, hey, uh, I feel kind of calm here. Uh, I don't think I want to start again. But anyway, so uh, I did. So uh, uh after literally after I came back, uh, I had a pacemaker. Or not. So, but it's not affecting me. You don't you don't even know it's in there except for the bump in your chest there, uh, which is over my heart. So I put my hand over it like I'm you know <laughs> being holy or something. But you know, life is joyous. Uh, we I, just before I got on the air with you, I was down with my neighbors. Uh, they have four little kids, and he was what the first call. I had to laugh because he was just trying to be funny, Amir. Uh, and with my other friend, his three children were down there, uh, two children, I'm sorry, uh, about joy and, and life and, and being happy and, and being able to smile. And, and if we could all do that more, particularly in these days that we're going through now, wouldn't it be nice? So I feel very, very fortunate that uh, I've been a lot of opportunities in life. I have some bumps and grinds, as we all do, but uh, it, it's a good life. And I just hope... Uh, you all that are there listening, you guys there that I'm talking to, uh, that your life is joyous and to find what makes you happy. Uh, because it's so important for us not to be negative, that we waste time being negative. You don't go anywhere being negative, and I don't want to be up there preaching. It's just that I have found for myself that trying to find joy, uh, even sometimes the hard times, so whatever we can take from that, is so important to our mental and physical well-being, as well as the people that we love and associate with on a daily basis. That's it. That's my spot. Right. And Joe, and Joe, I know, I know from talking to you. I mean, everyone knows um, your background, um, the naval stuff. I mean, the 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 school, and and then the Navy, and then the FBI, and Survivor, and everyone looks. And thanks, man, what a perfect life. But I know you've had struggles. I know you've been through things. And to hear you say all of the things you just said is very inspiring. Well, thank you. Um, you know, you brought up maybe some of the bumps and grinds, Jim, uh, in a, in a uh, how do I put, really not saying anything about it. But uh, I had a son, uh, my oldest, Joey, who was born seven seven seventy. Uh, at 17 years old, he started using drugs. I was an FBI agent at the time. And after 10 years of struggle, at the age of 27, he overdosed and died. Um, his mom, uh, she never really recovered from that. I mean, it was her oldest. Uh, we had other children at the time who both were doing well, both those boys. Um, and uh, it was 10 years after his death that, that she actually passed. Uh, she just never really could. Um, deal with his death and uh, because of medication and things of that sort, uh, she died. So it's not like I've had this wonderful path, you know, 
like the Wizard of Oz or anything like that. I've had bumps, right. I've had grinds, but it, I think it makes you stronger, like Nietzsche said, and that which doesn't destroy me makes me stronger. I think so, and I, I try and uh, if there's any time I can help somebody because I've been through stuff, I, I try and do that. Uh, I'm not trying to be, you know, oh, this savior. I'm not. Believe me, I have my faults right. as, as well as a lot of most of us do. Uh, but right. I just find at want to be 78 on July 4th that I would rather be joyous than hang on to negative things. My car's not working. I need brakes. Oh, God, oh, God. Well, you know what? <laughs> so what? Or I got a flat tire. Damn, I got a flat tire on I-95 the other day and uh, – Okay, so uh, call up the uh, the road warrior. They come out. You know that stuff comes and goes. It's it's what's important to us: the people we love, the people we we live with, uh, our friends, our family, and you know uh, politics. I never want to talk about. That's just not me. I'm I'm an apolitical guy. So uh, to who's ever listening, and and you guys there, I I mean I just I wish you all well and. Uh, I'm glad, Jim, we finally got to talk. You know, I followed you for a long time, and we finally got to chat. And you, you kind of said, hey, you want to come and chat a little bit? And, I, man, you talk about being yeah. a box. I'm, I'm sure my neighbor, who yeah, was I, in, they probably shut me off. <laughs> Joe, Go ahead. Joe, again, Joe, first off, first off, I'll say that I kind of opened that door for you when I said you'd been through things. And I was going to let you talk about it if you wanted to, and I wasn't going to bring it up if you didn't. You did, and I'm, and I think fans will will really like that, respect that about you. The other funny thing about how long we've been talking is, and and now now I'm going to pitch you a little bit because when you first got on Twitter, dude, we would be trying to talk in private, and you would be sending your messages out in public. To me, I oh I man, I was beaten up. I was beaten up bad by my friends about that. Because the old guy, I mean, they they looked at me and said, "Jesus, Joe, come on, you know, you're putting that stuff out in the public." Yeah, yeah well, teach me, because uh, I'm like a clotter, you know. I'm, I'm putting my hook down. Bloop, bloop. So I'm not it doing was, it was so funny. It was so funny because I send you a message and I'd be waiting to hear from you, and then I'd see it. Out on Twitter. <laughs> I just, hey, Jim, I wanted the world to know that we were having a conversation. Yeah, right. I guess no, you did. I guess you, you did. No mistake. <laughs> but and then, I, then, I get back, then I would get back to Barbara and say, Joe, look what you're doing. You're sending this out. <laughs> Believe me, I'm telling you, Michelle has said that to me and Aubrey in the past and when I was doing the Twitter thing and and I, I think I finally got it. And how I got it, I stopped doing Twitter. That was easy. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, you're good at it now. You're good at it now. But boy, back in the beginning, you, you, you were a mess. <laughs> I, I, and I, and believe me, uh, I'm re. How do I? I'm going through it again because I, I, I got that message a long time ago. I did, Jim. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I'm a slow learner. What yeah. can I say? This all this stuff, you know, this <laughs> future stuff and all, too quick for me, man. I got to slow down a little bit. <laughs> Joe, what about what about your season? What about your season? Players hunting for idols. Did you see a lot of that? Did you do a lot of it? 
A lot of watching. Let's say again. Hunting for immunity idols. No, I mean, the only one was Neil. See, and that was the other thing, my personal thing about all these idols now in, in the past few shows. Uh, come on, let's get back to the game where, you know, you don't keep putting it back and all that. They did not. Neil walked home with his. The thing was, um, he could have given it. Now, he and Aubrey were, I think, a lot tighter, I believe, than Aubrey and I were, which kind of, you know, shocked me because he walked home, did not give it. To, he had a chance that night. He could have slipped it to her before they, they yanked him, but he didn't, and he, he didn't have it. Uh, so it was interesting. Uh, I didn't, I didn't think there were. See, I was so naive at that stage, even after that with 32 seasons about immunity idols, that my thing was building the, the structure for us to sleep in. So that, that's what uh, Debbie and I did. And by the end of the first day, we had a pretty decent structure. By the end of the second day, it was totally done. So I wasn't out. I was more doing that. Now, they don't do that anymore. Everybody's out looking for stuff. Uh, it's just a different game. You know, it's just different. It moved along. It, it's materialized into something new, you know. It's just different. So that's what I was concerned with and not hitting me immunity idols. And I think that was the only one. You tell me, was that the only one? Was there another one that popped out? Oh, the, we had the double, half and half, that Ty had gotten, right, and, and, and Scott, and that they were going to put that giant idol together, whatever it I forgot that one. Yeah. It seemed, it seemed like on your season, Ty was the one that always seemed to magnet around him somehow. Yeah, I mean, he was lucky. He would find those things, you know, looking up in the trees. But, again, people were out looking. I, I really never did. Now, had I thought about it now to do what the folks were doing, I, I probably would have done the same thing. Uh, it's amazing on the shows when you see how they find those things. And, again, it's all about the editing. So are they following that person around? How long are they following that person around? Um, I, I, you don't know. You, you, you know, you just don't know. So that well, – go back I, about how I, I that can, went. With- I, I can give you a tip, Joe, if you ever play again. I can give you a little tip. If you're out looking for idols, you know the you – know the camera's going to follow you. They follow you everywhere you go. If you're out looking for idols, pay attention to to the camera. Because if you're walking past an idol or something, they're going to film a spot where the idol is, and you just walk past it. So just pay attention to that if you're if you ever play again. Yeah, well, I, I probably doubt that I will be. If they have a walker that you're allowed to bring with you the next time, uh, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> you know, so uh, I have to get the big wheels, the but I got to get the big wheels. I got to get the big wheels to work on the sand, so I need the big old fat rubber kind of tires for next time. But anyway. Joe, I've heard a lot of potential seasons, but I've never heard Survivor walkers. <laughs> Hey, maybe we give the old folks a chance. But like you say, maybe it'll be old time survivors. It'll be on a different channel. Oh, I remember him when he was younger. Hey, maybe hey, listen, he was a lot listen. slower. Listen, Survivor fans, <laughs> Survivor fans are fanatical. If they did a season where they brought back, like, 
60 of the oldest players ever. Survivor fans they would won. really get into it. They would. They would yeah. get into it. Yep. Uh, maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. It would be nice to think. But, again, it's all about selling commercials. Look at the commercials. You don't have that many. Well, you have some with the older folks, but it's all youth and beauty and, and, and everything like that. You know, what makes you look pretty, what kind of lips you have, what kind of hair you have, and, you know, the guys. Uh, now they even have the E, uh, what do you call it, the E-D or E-E-A-D <laughs> commercial. But anyway, uh, we won't talk about that. Uh, so, uh, well, that that's about it. So, what? Anybody? Anything else you guys uh, are interested in or want to? Yeah, any. Uh, let, let, let's go down the list. Uh, Steve, Melissa, Michael, Eddie, JB. Anybody, yeah. anybody got a question for Joe before he leaves? Yeah, uh, Joe, I got, I've got a, I've got a question for you. With 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 you saying that you you basically been watching the uh, Survivor all the way since Borneo. Uh, considering you applied for the for the very first season, you know, right. like you me- like you mentioned earlier, we've seen a whole bunch of these different twists that have uh, that have been co- that have been coming out every single every single season. Like just recently, we had the uh, the fire tokens and the the edge of yep. extinction. As a uh-huh. as a survivor, as a uh, as a fan all the way from the very beginning of the show, what are your thoughts on, you know, some of these twists that it's, it really seems like survivor keeps trying to like push the envelope uh, when it comes to trying to, I mean, let's be honest, try and save some of their favorites. Um. Well, that's been you, you, we've seen people uh, as many what three and sometimes maybe four times. I don't know. Uh, Boston Rob has been in four times. Uh, I would have liked to have seen less. Uh, again, it's all about viewership and uh, commercials and, and selling the show. So, uh, we're, what we might look at and say, well, geez, why has that person been on three times? Why don't they have somebody else? Obviously, they have a formula that's working. <laughs> For them to sell, have sponsorship, and all that. Again, I'm not a TV guy. Uh, but personally, I mean, would it be nice to have maybe uh, less of that and just have newer people, newer, fresher faces? Yeah, for me personally, I think that would be great. Uh, but would that sell? I, I don't know because we talk about fanship, and it's all about the fans. Uh, if you don't have the fans, the people watching the show, you don't have that 9 million, 8.7, or whatever they are, uh, at last count, um, uh, then, you know, the show's not going to make it. So uh, who am I? Personally, yeah, I would like to see newer faces from time to time versus bringing back the old faces and, and things of that sort. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm just one of the 600-plus people that was on that show. I'm just a little tiny speck. Uh, had a great time, and I, I wish that the show keeps going on, that Jeff, uh, God bless him, has been very, very successful. He, I, I don't see anybody else that would uh, ever make it as a host on that. He is the show. I agree. You know? I agree. You know? I agree with yeah. that. There would be like Joe there seasons, and, I mean, this is just how it breaks down. I mean, after so many seasons, there are seasons when you can look back and say, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't handle it that good that season. Then you look at the other season, you're like, oh, man, he was so good. So you have to take the good with the bad. You know, we none of us are 100% successful. None of us. No. And I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I, I think without Jeff, this show doesn't survive. Well, no, he's he's the he's the face of the show. He's the persona. Uh, and again, um, you know, you see Jeff uh, at the beginning of the show, and we as as uh, players, we see him uh, when we're leaving. But that's it. And then the interaction on the stage, uh, that's it. Uh, there's no real, you know, uh, interaction between us and pats on the back. He keeps it very professional, and uh, it's a production for Jeff. Uh, he was very kind to me as far as when I had my exit interview and what he said uh, to me about being on the show because I said to him, I said, Jeff, I'm, I'm very appreciative. And I'm talking about being out in the island. We're still there, and it was right before we left to come home. Uh, he, and I'll paraphrase it, he said, Joe, he said, you know, at the time I think he was 57, 56, and um, he basically said, you know, I saw you come, and I'm going to paraphrase uh, I saw you come on the show. I'm 56 years old, and I thought, of, uh, in essence, about my mortality and all. And here's a guy going to be 72 that's out there kicking butt, doing the best he can. And he said, I have a whole new perspective about my mortality, which to me was like a wonderful thing. Here's a guy that uh, I respect got me on the show because it's him and Barnett that say, okay, and uh, uh, production people on CBS that say, okay, we want this person. And he said it to me, and it just made me feel good because I didn't want to be a disappointment. I didn't want to be that right. guy that's on the show and falls on his face and, and flops because I wanted to do more. I wanted to try and show who I was as a person, which I think in the end kind of came out. And, uh, I mean, I thanked him, and he thanked me, which was very, very kind, and, and I, I was very appreciative. So, And that's been the right. extent of our relationship, and that was it. But he's a professional at what he does. And uh, as we just said, uh, I could see no other face than his to promote that show and keep that show going. I agree. And you definitely, Joe, you definitely were not a disappointment. I mean, I mean, my God. I mean, you, I mean, you know, we talked about other players, you know, up in that age group. They're, there is no other player that was considered to be in that age group that was as physical as you, as strong as you, as involved as you, and as good as you. The, you, 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 were, you were like in a, uh, a class by yourself. And, and Rudy, and, and don't get me wrong, I know you and Rudy were, were great friends. And Rudy was great, but I think you were better. Yeah. Well, uh, I have, uh, Rudy and I haven't been, uh, I guess, I guess vets. And to know what he went through, um, 
Rudy was one of the toughest men I ever met. And based on, and you probably have read his bio and all that, uh, going through Wikipedia and all that kind of stuff. But he was a true, what you were talking about heroes last night. He was a true hero. Uh, I guess Colby won. But in my life, as far as a guy that would be a hero was Rudy. He was gruff. The things he said back then, he could never say on TV today. But that was Rudy. He, he, he didn't mask exactly. anything. He, what you right. saw is what you got, and that was Rudy Bosch. God bless him. Exactly. Uh, exactly. He, was, he was so tough that when he was putting guys through uh, SEAL training, um, they would hide out because he he's trying to, like, put them through more runs and stuff like that. He was just that good. He was so tough. Uh, and, and, a, and a real gentleman in a, in a different way because Rudy was – he's old school. Uh uh, I mean, not, you know, with niceties and all that. He was just a, 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 a true old sailor guy, smart, sure. When his wife died, it, it took a big blow and left a hole in him. Uh, and then it wasn't yeah. many years later that Rudy, Rudy passed himself. But, uh, but as right. far as what you're saying, right. I, appreciate, I appreciate what you said. Uh, but my own mind, as, as far as, like, you know, better and everything like that, he played it. Don't forget that was show number one. They had nothing to copy. They're they're out there brand new. What what do you do? It wasn't like you had me. I had thirty one shows before that to say. Well, I should play it this way. I should play it that way. They had he had zero. He just was Rudy. He was who you saw is what you got with Rudy Bosch. Yeah, and, and, and Jim, think about this. Think about this in the times that we live now. When you go back to that season with Rudy and Richard and their bond together, uh, can you imagine nowadays on a TV show that someone asks someone else, are they queer? But back then with Rudy and Richard, it was okay because it didn't bother Richard. Well, Jim, the thing is you got to realize that Rudy kind of, I don't want to put it, and I can't speak for him, he's no longer with us, but normally, you know, he would not be uh, cozying up to somebody who was gay. But because they wound up having an interaction over when you're with somebody every day for X amount of days, you're living, you're starving, you're you're working together, that goes out the window uh, with that person's sexual preference and this. So here's a hard-ass old Navy guy steel that in yeah. the end they were budge so that shows the beauty of that game and being able to convert a hard-ass old navy guy to where a gay guy walking around naked on the beach he says i'm okay with that as long as you know he doesn't want to give me a kiss or something you know so right right that was the beauty about it and that that's what i i think that for me is like wow i mean who would ever think a a reality tv show the first one that you would have a so strongly masculine Navy SEAL guy and a gay guy and pretty gay, you know, Richard was, you know, proud of himself. Uh, at, yeah. at the end, they were friends and, and post show too, that they, you know, they, they were uh, friends. Yeah, they so, did. To me, they, they, uh, they, they remained friends. They, I, I'm friends with, uh, you know, I know Richard, but, and they, we're friends up until the end. Um, yeah. And and to me, it's just like 
brings it back down to the basics, you know, when you go back and look at it, because now we're in such a politically crazy age. But if you go back and look at it with just them and see how they got along and how Rudy, Rudy just spoke what he, what his mind was and Richard laughed about it and tried to tell him, you know, his side. It was, I mean, it was amazing, and I think more people should look at that, you know. Well, you know what? i got to give it to Richard because Rudy was like hard. And, again, we're only saying little snippets. We don't know when they're in the water and talking and talking personally and and establishing a friendship. But at least on TV that he was able to accept this hard-ass Navy guy and not get all upset over it and everything like that, and basically say, you know, screw you, blah blah blah. Uh, and in the, in the end, where you know they were really for each other, and Richard was sharp. It's a shame that Rudy took his hand off that damn pose because I really wanted him to win, but but it but it happened, and he faulted, you know, and it just uh, again because hunger and and exhaustion and all, you lose your. Focus just for that one second, and it's and it's yeah. over. You know, it's crazy. But you know, wouldn't right. it be nice today if we could all tap into that with what's going on, as you just said, uh, to see something like that that happened 20 years ago. And for us now, whether yeah. it's color of our skin or nationality or whatever, that we could accept one another and get over this craziness exactly. that's going on, whether it's internationally right. or nationally in our country. And it would be nice, but I, I know, you know, I, I wish I could wave this magic wand and, and make things better. I can't just hopefully people sometime, some, whatever, get the idea, you know, and, and just right. get it. I, I agree with you. It would be nice. It would be nice to be able to do that, but it's so polarizing now. It's, it's almost like most people just give up and say, what the hell, yeah. just let it go. Um, Melissa, Michael, Eddie, JB, uh, y'all got a question for, uh, y'all got a question for our guest Mr. before Joe. you leave? Not well, I just got to move down there within the next six months. I might give you a, drop you a line. Maybe we're going to go have a drink or something, have dinner. There you go. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking in that uh, area right uh, now. I'm available now. Which date is it? Because on June 6th, I think I have something in July 30. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only joking. <laughs> no, I'm about six months. Now you know it's funny because move, I, but you know, I'm planning to move down to, there. Now here, the, the reason I said that you go to the dentist, and I just was the other day, and they make a six month, and and she'll say, well, uh, how does uh, December uh, 14th sound? And, of course, me being a jokester, I said, well, I think I have an engagement. That Do you have another day? And then they're looking. I'm saying, come on now. How do I know what I'm doing on December 14th? You know, but anyway, but, uh, whatever. You know, we're, we're, we're subject to uh, all, uh, whatever. Like. Hey, you guys, I'll tell you what. It was, it was great. Thank you very much uh, for the questions and, and uh, your interest and all. And, uh, I, I, I had a lot of fun. Thank you. I have one quick question. Um, yeah. Uh, here's, here's a question. 
Did you take any souvenirs with you from the beach at all? Like, uh, Vegas, any, I'm sorry. anything from... Would you, re- did re- you repeat that, please? Did you take anything from... Did you take anything from the beach at all? Like any anything from the tribe? Um, were you able to do that? Well, now that you like, bring that how, up, how and, uh, I have a thing about Ty because we were um, we had a log there, a little log that each day yeah. we'd make a cut in it, cut in it. And I said when I got pulled off that night, I said Ty, uh, the last day, please bring it. And it would have been something he could have bring, and he didn't. So I kind of peeped keep me off of it, right? But I, no, I never got a chance to bring anything from the beach because it was at night, and uh, you literally, from the moment yeah. that Dr. Joe says, yeah, we're pulling, uh, you get your, your, your gear, whatever you have, your little bag, and off you go. That's it. Yeah. Really, you can't, you can't really bring anything with you when you, when you have that kind of evacuation, right? So. Well, no. It, well, all you have is what you have with you on the beach. And basically, it was my bag, my bottle of water, uh, I think my sneaks, and uh, pretty much that was it. You know, you, you don't have anything. It's not like you you packed for a vacation. Uh, you you got your shorts, your undershorts, your you know uh, swim trunks, and and a t-shirt, and my long sleeve uh, uh, Hollywood Fire Rescue shirt on, and that, that's about it. And yeah. off I went. Yeah. You, you, you probably you probably lost the buff then too, right? Lost what? You lost your buff too then. Uh yeah. No, no. Uh what well, you know what? Uh I did not I did not have the buff that night. You're absolutely right. Uh I think I Yeah, but I, I saw that. Yeah. Uh no, I did not. You're 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 right on the buff. Oh, but you know what I did get? Now yeah. you realize after the show they auction off stuff for charity and i was able to get our challenge mat that uh, was signed by our tribe and i have it hanging i have a little war war room wall of uh some of the challenges that you know uh, you go to the tree and 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 get the the challenges for the day and all i had those that i have mounted in uh, about three or four of those that we had won uh but also i have this big challenge mat which is probably uh five feet by about seven feet was signed by my mates and all. And, uh, and then also the, um, Dara, uh, which I was the one that named the tribe. So the day we merged, we're on the phone with, uh, CBS and one of the producers and they said, who's naming the tribe? And we had agreed that I was going to do it. I said, Dara, and, uh, it was a Cambodian thing. Actually, uh, the, the language over there was, uh, oh God, my, Help me think now. I can't think with with the land. Anyway, um, and they okayed the name, so then they made the flag, and Aubrey was able to get that on auction, which I would have liked to. Oh, but I had one, and it, you know, they weren't cheap, so but it was all for charity. So, so I got that. Maybe sure. I, got, I got my water bottle. I got my water bottle hanging up. I, I have some of the challenges that I framed are hanging up, and uh, I, you know, sit there and look at it and think that it was a great time. You know, it was, it was, it was thanks, good. So. Thanks, Joe. I was uh, with with like med- medical evacuation, so I appreciate that. Thanks. Okay. Hey, uh, Joe. Joe, um, a couple of things you just said brought up a couple of questions to me, so I'm going to ask you real quick. Number one about the bus. Um, when you get home, does CBS not send you a bus for you to keep? 
no, you know, pretty much, uh, I don't want to say this in any way, but, you know, CBS is pretty much, you know, done with you. You get your good home, your clothing, uh, because you had other, other, other clothing, you know, when you, when you go out there initially, uh, before you actually start the game, there's a pregame that that's out there and you have a various pieces of clothing. So all that was shipped back. Uh, so they sh- they do ship back that, but I've, I've gotten the buffs, um, from, uh, basically commercial, you know, uh, uh, the three tribe, what, no, four, was it four, three, and then the final tribe, Dara. Uh, I have those, okay. I have copy, you know, copy of those. Uh, so yeah, I okay. have, I have all the tribe, tribe buffs. So I, I do have those. All right. Uh, okay. But you, you had to do that on your own. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. CBS. Another, another question that came up. Well, I don't think it came up. It was just something came up in my head. Um, I'm thinking about the jury at Ponderosa. Mm-hmm. When you when you go to Final Tribal, do you kind of know who's going to vote foul and who's going to win? No. Don't forget now, um, the Final Tribal was uh, Aubrey having to make the fire to beat Sid, right, to go for the final three people and things. And then you had the final tribal. Uh, It's you don't know. And that's the whole thing. So everybody casts their vote. And then Jeff, it's in, you know, that urn. And he takes that back to uh, uh, Studio City. And then when we get back for the finale, he's pulling those babies out. Now, they've already looked at them, sure. But uh, he pulls them out, and that's when you find out who the winner is. There's no pre-nothing. It's what you see is what you get. It's a real deal. So, I mean, different seasons are different because I know in certain seasons everybody knows, and and they well, talk, I, you know, and they know. But what you just told me um makes me think about conversations I had with Michelle when when she was telling me she didn't know and I was telling her my information is that you won and she was like, I hope you're right, but Jim, I I honest to God don't know. So it makes sense. <laughs> With what you're telling me. Well, she's right, Jim. I'm not trying to blow smoke or anything like that. Uh, if it happened in other seasons, I can't address that. In our season, until he made that announcement, and you see us uh, kind of shocked, I guess. Michelle, sir, I was sitting beside her. You know, she she was shocked. Um I'm glad it was that way, that it never got out, and I don't know why it did or would have gotten out at other seasons, and what Michelle told you is true. She did not know. And then, of course, like yeah. you said, after well, people I don't even remember, Joe, I don't even remember that season, how I found out, how I knew. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I told her I, I was pretty positive she won. And, of course, she's, you know, 
she's apprehensive, you know, because she don't know. Um, but but there are other seasons where people know. They know they won. Well, Kim, the only Michelle, way Michelle, uh, Michelle honestly didn't know she was going to win. Okay. The only way that someone would know is if there was a leak in production uh, at whatever level. I'm sure, you know, Jeff comes back and you have production people and that somebody would leak it out. That's the only way, as far as I'm concerned, how that would that secret would get out. Otherwise, I don't know how it would get out. So that might have happened in other seasons that somebody in production whispered out and then somehow, you know, through other parties that you, you heard. But she, I don't I don't think she knew because I know she no, didn't know I, as far I, I, as getting, I can tell I know you, her personally. I can tell you she, she didn't know. know. No, I can she tell you she know. didn't know. I right. can tell you she didn't know because I, I had told her all season she was going to win, and she was just like, man, I, I really hope you're right, but I have no idea. You know, so, um, but I will tell you this, Joe. Um, it don't just come down to production. A lot of times people on the jury talk. They talk They talk about who they're going to vote for. Um, sometimes it even leaks back to the people that are finalists. Um, it, it depends on the season and the people, you know. Um, it, it's, like Jeff, it's like Jeff tells people now, this is your season. If you want to talk about it and you want to spoil it, go ahead, but take some pride in it and let it play out. See, I don't know. Now, if somebody had, one of the jury members had come to me and said, who did you vote for? I, I wouldn't have said. Um, you know, basically I wanted to keep the sanctity of the whole thing because I wanted to be surprised too. I don't want to know. I like surprises in life. And certainly after going through all that, do I want to know ahead of the time like a spoiler? Hell no. It's not my nature. No, seriously. Now, my Linda's a different person. She doesn't like surprises, but I like surprises. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But I, I will I mean, I, I will tell people that really like this stuff like Eddie and JB and Steve, Melissa and um, – Everyone is on here tonight. Eddie, uh, Michael. Um, that was one of the. Well, it's not the only season, because when I told Sandra she won on Heroes versus Villains, she didn't know it. Uh, yeah. And she was, she was really excited, and, and then I told um, when Fabio won. When Fabio won, mm-hmm. um, yeah. his sister, his sister, got to talking to me, and this, this I didn't tell you this on the phone, Joe, but this is this is an interesting story. Um, his sister messaged me, and she said, um, "Do you know who won?" And I said, "Yes." And she said, did my brother win? And I said, yes. And she said, I really, really need to be sure about this because if he won, my mom and I are going to buy new dresses 
for the finale. <laughs> but if he didn't win, if he didn't win, we're not going to do that. We're not going to spend the money. And he swears he don't know. And yeah. I told I told Kelly, I said, buy the dresses. Wow. So, um, it, it does it does come out it does come out from time to time, Joe. It does. Um, well, I'm happy it didn't happen in my season. That's all I can say, Jim. Uh, and again, uh, it's really hard to keep suppressed when you have so many people involved in an event and to keep that under wraps because uh, uh, it's just tough, you know, Uh, a leak, a little leak here. And then next thing, like you say, you knew and you were able to tell the mom and and, and aunt or whatever. Um, But I'm I'm glad, you know, uh, Michelle did not know. We did not know. And uh, I was shocked uh, at the five two zero, and it, it worked out well. So, well, All right, we're, we're we're going. Going. it is eleven seventeen. Uh what is tonight? Friday Friday night. Yeah. Were were you surprised were you surprised that Ty didn't even get a vote? Well, I think so. I mean I thought at least he would get one vote and obviously obviously he did not. Um but I guess after thinking about what he did, his conspiracies, and trying to, you know. And, you know, the interesting thing is, he being of um, um, Western, uh, I'm sorry, Eastern thought, he's very spiritual, uh, kind of like about Buddhism and, and that, um, that some of the, his things that he tried to be successful at were more Western and contriving than it would be a man of his caliber. You know, which was kind of, he almost got, what's the word I'm trying to think of, you know, um, uh, westernized, I guess, is the only thing I could think of. Because he was truly a very spiritual, humble guy. And I, I liked Ty. And in fact, uh, Ty had sent me honey. He, he had some bees and things. He had a honey thing going. Just a, just a genuine person. But the game, you know, kind of contains you, at least temporarily, to think differently than maybe you would think as you are out in the world uh, because of, I'm sure he was never put on the, under those kind of stresses and strains uh, as a gardener right. and, you know, a keeper of flowers and, and, and the love of nature that he is and the love of animals, although he had that damn chicken, which uh, <laughs> it, it hopped on me one time and poked me with its talons and I, I wanted out a a bleedy foot, not bad, but I think get that chicken out of here. He used, he used to sleep with that chicken. Cluck, 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 and you know that hammock. Uh, the chicken has yeah, a name. Yeah, I want to ask. Yes. Yeah. So I want to ask. Here he was, uh, you know, uh, keeper of the the chicken. But they, I guess, well, he, I don't even know what happened to that chicken. I think they released it. He was not allowed to bring it back to the United States. So I think they just released it on. And they had the <laughs> birds out there, but he he wanted to bring it back, back to the United States. But I think then they yeah. wasn't he on then, wasn't he on another season after that? And then they ate that chicken, whatever. You know, so, so, so yeah, yeah, they yeah I they they, they, they milked yeah. it. I can't remember. Yeah, they milked it. 
But anyway. I did want I did want to bring that up with you, Joe. The whole thing about him and the chicken. What were people saying around camp? Were people like, "What is wrong with this guy?" Or were they like, "Oh, he's so sweet." I mean, what were people thinking? What well, uh, Joe's thinking is kind of screwed up thinking with a chicken. That's what I was thinking. But now, I, I, I know that's not kind of right, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the, the chicken was the, now that you know he'd be around. We're eating stuff, and of course the chickens do droppings and they do their thing and they hop up on you and and everything like that. And it's like uh, I, I had enough of this bird. Now I wouldn't have never eaten the bird. Though. I mean, I didn't have that you know a desire like okay, I want to eat that chicken. But uh, I was happy with the seafood that we were able to get, and and the worm and the worm coated uh, mangoes that we were able to get after they fell out of the tree. And poor Ty, you know, he went up that one time and he got all scraped up in his thighs trying to get those mangoes yeah. down on that one cheek. You know, he he got uh, fortunately was able to overcome that, but uh, so did, did, uh, did, did, it was a challenge. I mean, it was constantly a challenge. And then when he here loves this bird that they saved off the boat. One of the birds, I think, didn't make it because in the in the hustle trying to get the birds on, I think one of them croaked on on board. There was handled too roughly and never made it to the beach. So, anyway, did, that wow. is an assumption on my part. Did, did Caleb that, and Ty's friendship that's really? Crazy. That's was, crazy. Was it really Michael, Eddie, anybody else got another question? I got um, one question. I have to say something about the chickens. Okay, go they ahead, Melissa. The three, they took the chickens off the boat. They had the chickens at their camp. They got loose, and they were able to catch two of them. So the other one was still running around on the island. Okay. Um, and I know, I can't remember if it was, um, season 32 or if it was the other season that Ty was on that they took the chickens um, that he had been caring for and I don't know if Mark was one of them that took them to a uh, wildlife preserve. They took them to some kind of chicken they took it to a place where the chickens could run free. I, I don't believe that happened in our season. The only one we knew of was our chicken. What was his name? Bruce? Was it Bruce? I forget the, yeah, what was the name of the chicken. Mark. Bruce Mark. 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 It was Mark. Oh, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mark no. So anyway, yeah. uh, we, uh, well, again, again, I have no idea because I, I went to Ponderosa and then eventually, you know, the rest of the folks got back there. Uh, but the word was I heard that he wanted to bring the chicken back in production said, eh, no way and we're paying for a chicken to fly back to the United States anyway. <laughs> now, that's, that's, that's only rumor. Do not hold me to that statement. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's but hilarious. I, I remember, I, I remember on one of those seasons, though, they took the chickens that, to um, That is, that is freaking hilarious. We're not paying for a chicken to fly back. Yeah. Well, now, again, Jim, this is an assumption on my part, but that's what I heard through the grapevine, like, hell no. In fact, I, it was a, because the chicken was on the set for the last, the finale, uh, you know, the, the last um, uh, tribal council where we did the boat. And 
I think it stayed there. I don't think it was allowed to bring it back, um, but I don't know. So you'd have to, you know what, get in touch with Ty. See what he say about so he, so he honestly, God would have brought that chicken home with him if, if they would have flown the chicken back. I believe that is a true statement. Uh, do not hold me to that, but I mean, he really, he really can't. Well, you gotta care. Now, let me ask you a question, Jim. You're a smart guy. Uh, Did you sleep with a uh, chicken in a hammock? Hell no. Welcome to the Philippines. It happens all the time in the Philippines, man. All right. So, and again, uh, that probably was Ty's closest friend was that little chicken. Uh, can you imagine? You're a chicken. Here's this guy taking you to bed with him, and you're getting petted all night. Cluck, 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 cluck. You know? So anyway, I'm not making fun because he's a sweet guy. I know, I, know, but that, 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 I know, but that tells you everything you need to know about why Ty got no votes. I mean, he's closer to a chicken. He's closer to a chicken than he is to players. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that chicken. I never, that chicken I never better hope nobody had rolled Jim, over on it. Jim, you've given me new insight. I never thought about it that way. You're probably right. That's it. They thought, man, yeah. he liked that chicken. He was enough, closer so. to the damn chicken. Got to break up all the lions. Oh, the sad thing is. I'm sad, that, that sad thing, I don't know how long chickens live, but the, the poor thing's probably gone that, by these days that, now. That, that is hilarious. That's hilarious. Ty that was closer actually, to a chicken than he was a cast member. Actually, Joe, <laughs> no, that's, that's your assumption. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not going on record with that, but that's it. That, I, I know you didn't it. say it. I said it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, don't worry about that. We've been talking for, hey, we've been talking for almost two and a half hours. Uh, I'm sure my neighbors (laughs) now, uh, I said, will you be here after the broadcast? They said, hell yeah, but they probably thought it was an hour. But anyway, um, (laughs) what else? If there are any more questions, I'll be glad to answer it. You're done, Greg. Yeah, I got one. Uh, Hey, 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 uh, Lisa. Steve, Melissa, Michael, Eddie, JV, anybody got else? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah one more. Right? I heard somebody else. Somebody else has a question. Yeah, I got, I got, I got one. Um, okay, so we were talking about the the chicken and, and Ty, but what about Caleb and Ty? Like, was that bond like really, really close that they had on like what it was? No, like, an interesting it? thing was about really... Caleb. He, I mean, he's such a masculine guy, you know, army vet and all that kind of stuff. So the first time you saw on TV where. Uh, Ty had what something he was coming close like to get to share it with him lip to lip and uh you're like whoa what? but again here's here's another thing so you had that's, a gay man an Asian fine. man with with a uh, rock hard masculine hetero, uh, heterosexual male that right. they became friends because it was a living yeah. with another person living and uh, learning about that other person. And that was the beauty about the whole thing. So you saw two so oh, anti-people awesome. that would never normally and generally in life get close like that. That did. So that was a real thing you saw. I'm You're not, absolutely right. Caleb had practice, remember. Caleb had uh, practice because he had to deal with Frankie. Remember? He, he had one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bigger. Would you say Frankie, that again? Frankie, I'm Sorry. Big Brother. 
He was oh. on, uh, Caleb was on Big Brother, and on his right, season, there was a very flamboyant gay man, um, okay. Frankie Grande. The, okay. He is the brother of uh, Ariana Grande, who's a big singer. Oh. But anyway, he um, he was always on those boys. I mean, always on those boys, climbing all over them. So Caleb mm-hmm. kind of had mm-hmm. practice. So okay. I imagine Ty didn't really bother him that much. No, because Ty was not that overt, and you know, he—I mean, he was uh, personable, but he certainly uh, didn't exhibit. That was kind of a little tease thing, and everybody laughed about it. But you know, he was trying to share that whatever it was that he had. Oh, uh, I again that you had you had two teams with uh, uh, each team had a gay member and interacting with heterosexual males that worked out because it's a question of you're working as a team to win and overcome the other team. So it just shows you that it can work if we would just work at it. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Right, right. Joe, Joe, what about about the influence of the, uh, the pop star now, Sia? Um, you know, she she shows up and rewards people with money now. Do you think that plays into the game now and people consider that? Do you think that was they a bummer. are that was they, a bummer. they have that in their mind and maybe they can get yeah. that money? Me personally, it was a bummer. I took away from our show because Jeff then, that was I'd lived. And that was not supposed to happen because Jeff was supposed to be do more interviews with us. I got, he finally was able to ask me, but I had to cut it short. And I forget exactly what the question was for me, but he didn't have a chance then because that went on for several minutes with her and talking to the other, he didn't have a chance to query some of the other members of, of our tribes, you know, so right. it was a nice thing she did, but it, it, it took over. So what do you do when you have a very, well, important, well-known pop star that's in the audience, and all of a sudden it saunders up and says, I want to give you $50,000. It's a live show. And so it's not like, well, we can't do this. And they had to kind of all scramble. And the thing was, it, it I think personally for me, it interfered with the ending of talking to some of the other people he, he had, I'm sure, questions already prepared. They asked him about their experience, and they never got a chance to respond because the questions were never asked. Uh, but that's my I personal agree. opinion. I agree. There's I, nothing, I mean, there's nothing I, to do I, with I don't, I don't, anything. Yeah, I, I don't mind her doing what she's doing, but do it in a different manner and don't take away from the cast members because, like you well, said, it, it takes it takes a, a minute away from talking to this person or that person, you know. They get ignored. Well, yeah, several minutes, actually. Um, so uh, pretty much uh, I had, you know, we we were kind of, I think, prompt to say, okay, if Jesse asked you a question, um, what would you say? It wasn't like this is the question. Just be prepared if he asks you a question that you got to respond. So you wind up at, Asking me, I guess, maybe the older guy, whatever, something. I forget exactly what it was. And, and I, very short, very, you know, 10-second thing, blah, 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 real quick. 
because she had eaten up so much uh, TV time, and they're on, you know, they got a nine o'clock, whatever time the show was over, uh, they got to be off air. Uh, so they, they scrambled on that, I'm sure, beyond the scenes. I'm sure the director's gone, oh, my God, what the heck can we do now? I'm not a TV guy, but I'm just okay, this is uh, probably what happened. So, yeah, she was trying to be generous and all that, but that kind of was showboating. In my, for me, uh, that's what it was. So. Right, I didn't ever think we talked about this. You, let, let, me, let me ask you this. After you just said that, considering it's a TV show, you don't think they knew? You don't think the show was in on it? They knew she was going to do that? Well, you brought something up now. If we're talking about, yeah, she was in the audience, obviously they knew she was going to be in the audience. You just can't get in the audience because you have to have these tickets and everybody's cleared and right. all that, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, right. I just don't know how long it would go on. So, Maybe they planned it on a quick thing. She'd come in, do that. She said she wanted to do that, whatever her handlers and all, and this is what we want to do. But it kind of just dragged on, and then it was over, and she walked off, and Ty, you know, got his 50 grand or whatever it was. And uh, and then Jeff only had, like, one or two other, me being one, to query me, and I, again, Jim, I forget what he asked me. Uh, I have to review the, the finale show. So, yeah, would that yeah. you bring that up? Uh, more than likely, they, they knew she was there. More than likely, it was kind of uh, predetermined she was going to come up there. As far as handling on a live show, the amount of time, I think it went way, way over that what they thought. And, again, um, she was probably more important than him, again, me talking more important than uh, whatever responses some of the other uh, cast members would have to say with him. I mean, she's, she's a star. She was, in fact, you know, she's, I didn't know that much about T. I'm, I'm not a pop Me star guy. You know? I, I, did, I didn't even know her at the time. Well, and, I, I knew there was this person with the hair. That's all I knew about it. It wasn't half exactly, and half. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. You know. And that, and, that, uh, and that brings up, and and Joe, that brings up another interesting point because there are two different audiences, and I've always preached there are two different audiences for Survivor. You have your internet fans that really dig and dig and dig and dig to know about all of you players, and then you have what CBS looks at as their general viewers, the ones that watch the show. They don't care about the Internet. So CBS is going to, of course they're going to promote SIA. Of course they're going to show this. Internet fans that love the show and love the players, they're like, what the hell? We don't need this. We want to hear more from this person or that person. I agree. Yeah. No, I, I agree. So, but I don't know. Did that ever happen with any other shows, Jim? Uh, I think I've watched almost all of them since my season and, and a lot before, but did that ever happen where you, they brought somebody on stage like that before? 
Yeah, it's it's happened before when they had people, and a lot of people think they had them planted, planted in the audience. Um, Oh God, Steve, who was? Yeah, they did. Oh, they did Tyler Perry. Steve, who was the little girl that was crying about seeing Malcolm? I could not remember. Uh, yeah, but they, they did that one season, Joe. They had a little girl in the crowd that was crying about actually getting to see Malcolm uh, Freebird on stage. I mean, they do that. They do that. Seeing his luscious, seeing his luscious locks in person. Yeah. Yeah, they had I mean, like the whole family was on the couch and she was crying when he got voted off. Yeah, yeah. I mean they, they, they. The the thing is, Joey goes back to it's a TV show. They want the ratings, you know. Yeah, right. And they go into they've gone you to know, interview so. um, Cochran in the audience before too, and I do also believe that Sia was on there one or two other times giving money out for various things. Right. Yeah, they right. even had so, uh they even had Tyler Perry. Uh I think it was during was it during Tagayan, oh, I think that they had Tyler Perry uh do some sort of segment. I don't know. It was one of the seasons. Yeah, they, they, the I mean, season I, that, suppose, supposedly Tyler Perry came up with some kind of the medallion of, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of some kind of a immunity or award or something. I don't know what it was. But yeah, Joe, they, they, Joe, and that that was not that was not a uh, one time thing. They've done it a lot. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, you guys, I, I think it's about time. Uh, let's see, eleven thirty-eight. It's been a wonderful chat. I can't believe we've been on for two, two and a half hours plus. Uh, thank you very much for the interest, and uh, it's been fun just uh, chatting and answering, you know, your questions. It, it's brought up in me, uh, you know, some nice feelings about the past and thinking about uh, the people that I was there with and the good and not so bad because it really wasn't. I mean, again, it was the game and during the game, uh, you have controversy, you have conflict, uh, that, but that's what it's about. If it was all wonderful, pie in the sky, it wouldn't be any fun, would it? You know? Anyway. No. It was like TV. Right. So. Thanks, right. for we, your, uh, thanks for your time. Yeah, Joe, no, uh, we re- Joe, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate Appreciate your uh, openness and honesty, and you were uh, super. You were really super clear, and uh, everyone's going to love listening to this um, on on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio, and uh, I will follow up with you tomorrow or the next day, and we'll chat. I'll call you. Okay. And uh, I mean... I, I mean, you you were great, Joe. You were great. You you delivered. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I only delivered because you 
you uh, asked me and I answered and uh, that's what I'm about. I mean, there, there's nothing like you said, you know, uh, you ask a question, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer it to the best of my ability and truthful. Um, you gave me the opportunity for this stage presence tonight and uh, I, I enjoyed it. it. Was And I can't believe that two and a half, two hours and 40 minutes have like flown by. I don't think I've ever talked right. to anybody that long. <laughs> right. And hey, and listen, I, t- I told you we got back from Panama City a couple of days ago. Next time yeah. we come down there, we're going to show up at your house and make you cook. <laughs> okay. Sounds, sounds good. Uh, everybody have a, a wonderful rest of your weekend here, Saturday coming up here in about uh, 19 minutes. And uh, just uh, jo- a joy to you all and health and happiness, peace and uh, tranquility. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Joe, for a great podcast. Again. God bless you. And uh, and I'll, I'll talk to you in the next day or two. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Be well, everyone. Take care. Thanks okay. a lot. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Joe. Wow, that was good. What do you think, Steve? Uh, that was ter- that was terrific tonight. You know, I think uh, I think people that uh, that are going to listen to this afterwards, there's a lot of information that uh, really really puts the, uh, things a little more into perspective with. Uh, with what with what Joe talked about tonight for uh for Co Ron. Yes. What do you think, Michael? What do you think, Michael? That that was that was something special. It really made my uh my work shift go by fast and doing dispatching and listening to you guys and my whole stress was completely gone, so Alright, Melissa, Melissa. Is he is he like a superhero, a super guy, or what? Um, yeah, I think that I I really liked him. See, the the season was fresh in my mind because I've been watching it for the last two days. So, um, I the final five. I really liked the final five. I was sad to see Joe go. I would have preferred if Ty or Michelle had gone. Um, I can say that I did like Michelle. You, you, I liked Michelle. Wait a minute. You just don't like me, do you? You just don't like me. Anybody I like, you're like, oh, they should go. Uh, okay. So listen. Listen. Everybody has their own opinions and their favorites, Jim. So, so I, I mean I liked I liked Michelle. I thought she deserved to win. Trust me, Melissa, trust me, I love how you speak your opinion. I love that. <laughs> my opinion and I'm speaking Ma- to it. Michelle Michelle is one of my girls now. I mean, we're close. Well, and that's fine. She deserves a win, but I also think Aubrey deserves a win. And I would have preferred <laughs> Sydney more than Ty. I really like Sydney too. I love I love Sydney. I love Sydney. I love Sydney. She I just loved her, her humor, um, her sassy, her smile. 
she was just so sweet sometimes. And I was really, really sad when she got voted out. Yeah. I love Sydney. I am still friends with Sydney. I I love her to death. I mean, she is, you want to talk about a badass female? A lot of people talk about Natalie Anderson. Forget that. Go look at Sydney. Um, yep. Eddie, yep. Eddie, Eddie, what did what did you think? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was great. Okay. Did you did you hear anything that you didn't know? Uh, I think it was nice to hear his view on how he, uh, you know, how he how he talked about it all. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know. Uh, but I'm, him not liking spoilers, oh, my God, that's a sin in my eyes. Yeah, well, I'm here. I, I didn't bring Eddie. I didn't bring this up, but I swear to God I thought about saying it. I swear I thought about saying it, and I said, don't do it, Jim. Don't do it. And I, started, I know. I was waiting I started, for you to say something. I Started to ask him, "What the fuck are you doing in Survivor with the premiere? If you don't like spoilers." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I, I wasn't gonna well, do most that. of us really right. love him, man. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. So, uh, JB, what did you think about it? You enjoyed it? I enjoyed it. And I also have one comment, and it doesn't have anything to do with uh, Joe. And I thought, Uh-oh. well, Uh-oh. it's not—it's not that I thought. Uh, it was just something that was uh, probably brought up by everybody when we had the chat during this. Uh, I don't know if it was the. Uh, finale episode or the episode before that. But I'm going to bring up two things. Number one, I could swear that we all talked about Mark being in the final three. Mark the chicken? Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. That we did. I remember that. We're like, we did, Mark yeah. I will I never that. forget that. Well, well, I, I think you heard Joe's. I think you heard Joe's comments about Mark. Yeah, I, I did. And the I mean, other, the other, the other uh, point that I was going to bring up is that uh, he was talking about it being 118 degrees. And it being so hot, and I was I was gonna bring up that I guess it was about twenty five thirty years ago. My wife and I were out in Las Vegas in August, and it was a hundred and seventeen. But in Las Vegas, in the uh, desert, 
It's like a dry heat. Heaven only knows. Uh, uh, Jim could probably. Oh, uh, uh, agree with me on this. If it was, let's say, a hundred and seventeen in Arkansas. I mean. Oh my God. I oh my mean, God. can you can you imagine? It's totally different in Las Vegas than it is in uh, the Midwest where it gets. I, Jamie, uh, Jamie, I can, Jamie, I can tell you this: if it was 117 here, we could have the air conditioning going, and it's still not going to get cool. Yeah, it's still gonna get hot. When I was when I was in the Philippines, we we had that same kind of weather uh, for the whole month. Um, it's a different in the Pacific. It's a different kind. It's not a dry. It's like a damp. Because like one month it could be having like a ton of rain, and then the next month it could just be boiling, and then it's just like it's it's such a different. It's not really a dry heat from when I was there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when it gets when it gets up like here, when we're in Arkansas, and it gets up like ninety-eight, a hundred, a little over, we'll have the air conditioning going. We'll even have fans going with it, and it's mm-hmm. still it's still hot. I mean, you're comfortable. You're comfortable. Um, but you think about all those people that don't, they don't have air conditioning, you know, they don't have fans, and it's like, my God, this is so hot. Think about people 70 and, and years they were, ago. They were out there, they were out there doing competitions in weather that was even hotter than that. Yeah. And I, I do I do think the show adjusted. I do think after that happened with Caleb and Sydney and Debbie, I do think the show adjusted. I don't think they do that anymore. Um they, I think they consider the elements more than they did then because that was just like a perfect storm to where somebody is going to go down. It was something freak that they didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and when it's somebody, when it's somebody that is a, uh, a person that's in the condition of Caleb, when they go down, that's, you know, to the show, production-wise, that's like, wow, okay, this is not good. Yeah, they're going to open their eyes, especially when it comes to grief. Do you remember when that happened to that other Russell, not Russell Hance, but the other one that had the long the long hair and they were out there and he passed out. Oh my gosh. Was that after Caleb? 
or was it before? Because I know. No, it was before. It was during Samoa. It was during yeah. Samoa, so it was before. Yeah. yeah it was before. It was before. It was bad. It was before. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I mean, I know those things happened, and as far as producing a show. Sometimes you don't foresee that happening, but yeah, I do give the show credit for changing things after those things happened, and I don't think it's as strenuous as it used to be. Plus, they're in Fiji where the the weather's not so damn hot like it was in Cambodia. Yeah. So I will I will tell my I will tell my mods on here. There are a few things he didn't talk about that I will post about in the next day or two in our mods okay. only group. So Okay. There, there, there's a whole. I would tell you this. There's a whole lot more after he left the game as to what happened with him. Yeah, I know that he was kind of holding back a lot. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I was again. You know, people were asking him certain questions, and he would kind of skirt around it. Yeah. I was noticing that. Yeah, there's a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more about when he left. They do have a non-disclosure agreement, like you said. So, you know. Yeah, but of course he he did. He did talk about one thing tonight that I didn't think he would talk about. But then he didn't bring up about and. Actually, about the challenge thing, when he said he got sick, he didn't bring up details about that that you'll want to hear. There were there were details. There, you know, when he said he couldn't, you know, after they won the challenge and he he got the food and he couldn't go pee or he couldn't go poop and. There's more to that. There's more to that than what he said. Yeah. They, I, I can imagine. I'll, I'll, te- I'll, I'll tease you a little bit. I'll tease you a little bit. And and I'll post this in the mods group in the next day or two. But I'll tease you a little bit. They wouldn't even give him water. They would not even give him a bottle of water. They didn't give him nothing when he was feeling like that to try to help him pass what was in his system. They didn't give him nothing. Okay. That's ridiculous. I thought, so, I thought they had said that you got my curiosity up. Because I'm not going to see any of this stuff. 
<laughs> well, Eddie, uh, I guess you're not a mod. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, there's a lot more. There's a lot more to tell from Joe that, I mean, he, he, he's a Navy guy. He's a military guy. He's an FBI guy. He's, I mean, come on. You know this guy's loyal. He tries to honor everything. So he's not going to tell you a lot of stuff. He told me a lot of stuff. Um, but, yeah, he... Uh, uh, and and the thing about the thing I I really re- regret he didn't talk about tonight was when they had him in the hospital and the dream team came over to see him. They were out in the hallway looking in his room, and and I I'll, t- I'll tell you mods that story in the next couple of days because it's it's something you're gonna you're gonna really appreciate. You're gonna really love John Kirshner and how he runs his dream team. Hmm. So be waiting for that. Yeah, so uh I guess uh I guess I've teased you a little bit. We got about a minute yeah, and a half. Don't do me any good. Yeah. So, so yeah, my, mod, my, my mods are going to get paid this week. <laughs> Yay. <clears throat> well, thank you. But, yeah. Bye. All right, we got uh, yeah. We are under two minutes. Um, great, a great podcast. I'm glad you guys got to talk to Joe. He's so, he's, he's such a great guy. He's such a great guy. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, I, feel, I feel bad for those, I feel bad for those who, uh, who ended up missing out on tonight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked. No Kansas? Really? No Teresa? No Tim. Tim was out with his buddies. You know, they're out playing video games or whatever. Out watching the Phillies lose. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know if Kansas sees it. Um I think Teresa was involved with her daughter, I don't know. I don't know. But uh Yeah. But yeah. Return next Thursday night and we will be doing our top ten villains. Okay. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for both shows this week for this week, Jim. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's it. That's all I got, guys. Next Thursday, villain Steve, you got the Sports Whisper podcast yep. Saturday. But, yep. dude, I am off until next Thursday night. <laughs>
Yeah, well, you, did, you, deser- you deserve it after these last two days. Yeah, really. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I, I don't I don't like doing two a week, but uh, when Joe contacted me and said, I would love for you to interview me, how are you going to say no? Yeah, really. I'm going to do my blog talk radio voice. I'm going to say, thank you for calling me. I mean, when... When they contact you and say, when they contact you and they say they want you to interview them, they want to be on your show, you can't take them down. Yeah. It's equivalent to, uh, you know, uh, advertisement for uh, your uh, talk show. And I've already updated the uh I've already updated the lists uh as well in, in whispers so uh people who may or may not have you know known about this, uh they can look through the uh the list of different interviews that we have with all of the lists. Yes. So uh I would Joe, they'll be able to see Joe this on great. there. Joe is great. He's just a common guy. I mean, when I talked to him, I mean, and, and we've been on the phone together the last couple of days, he's just a common guy. He's just a good guy, you know. Um, so, um, Melissa, you'll run into this on your Big Brother chats. You may have some Big Brother house guests want to come on, and you may have to uh, figure out how to interview them. Yep, I will do that. And and that would be a great thing, right? That would be a good thing. Yep. <laughs> I know you're gonna do good. I know you're gonna do good. I'm not even. I'm not even worried about it. Hey, I know somebody said the other night. I know you're gonna be there. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I know you're gonna do good. Yeah, our first uh our first show is probably gonna be about about a week I think that we decided, right, uh Melissa, about a week after they do the cast reveal. Yeah, when they do the cast reveal we'll have our first one. Um and talking about the cast and what our um you know, when I I like to go through and pick my favorites before they even go into the house, I'll look at their videos, I'll look at, and I can think, oh, this guy's going to be an absolute jerk. Oh, I, like Fessy, I knew he was going to be a jerk. Yeah, I, 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 I understand. I, I totally understand. I totally understand. However, I, I have it. to tell you that Josh, Josh Martinez, he totally shocked me. He wasn't really like what he was in his videos. He came out and he was like acting all cocky and kept adjusting his shirt. And I was thinking, oh, brother. And then he turned out to be kind of a good guy. <laughs> But, well, know, I don't know. Melissa, Melissa, you should see him in the challenge because he's probably one of the biggest bitches mm-hmm. on the actual show. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen him in the challenge. And I no, found, I found him in the challenge. 
I, yeah, I found is. out that that's how that's how Fessy apparently gets eliminated is by some sort of altercation with Josh this upcoming yeah. season. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Hmm. That that's true. So I mean, um, what, what you saw of him on Big Brother is nothing compared to what to what fans of the challenge have seen of Josh so far. Does uh, does everyone realize right now we are past the overtime yep. hour and we're still online we're still here? Yeah. Yep. I kinda thought so because I was like, this is going yeah. <laughs> it's the first time that we've had this many people after the uh, after the uh, you know deadline, I don't well, know about that, JB. I think we have in the past we've gone very, very, very deep into the morning with um, at least three people. Yeah, I remember that one show went until like five o'clock, and that was the show that that was the time I didn't even uh, get in there. I remember a night. I remember a night when it was me and Cheryl and Daniel and Lord, I don't know when that night ended, but I remember Cheryl went to sleep on her phone, and we could hear her <laughs> snoring. We can hear snoring on the podcast. <laughs> Jim, I was, going, I was going to work. I was going to work the next morning by the time you uh, and you guys were still on the call. Yeah. And, and I was and telling like, Daniel, right now. I was telling Daniel, I'm going to get on my landline and call her and see if I can wake her up. And I did, <laughs> and she wouldn't wake up. She would not wake up. So and, and the, the really funny, the really funny thing, Melissa, is while she was asleep, she mentioned my name. She was talking in her sleep, and she mentioned my name. <laughs> so that was really weird. That was really weird, and then it came down to well, me and Daniel are all are the only two left, I'm like, dude, shit, we need to get off here. One of us need to go and like end the trap. So he ended up leaving, and I won. Whoopee, I won. I was the dumbass that stays the longest all night. <laughs> Well, I'm working right well, you now, could have so. been sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, look, look at what I won. I was a dumbass that stayed online all night. <laughs> I didn't really win. I should have left long ago. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to work here, so this is fun, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. I think I'm going to take off, too. 
Thanks for coming on, Michael. Oh, yeah. I'm taking off. I'm online more. I've got to go to my captain my butt. Yeah, I think uh, think we're at the time now where it's about ready to call it a night. All right, guys. Yeah, I yeah. think we're. I think it's time for me to click uh, in in session or whatever it is. I have to click. Um, I'm not. I'm not used to handling the switchboard anymore. Steve usually does or, it. I had it or, at night. Or if you just uh, if you just hang up, Jim too. I believe it also it also disconnects all of us. Oh, okay. All as well. Right. So all that. Oh, oh my God! It's the power I have. Melissa, Steve, everybody, I have the power in my hand. All I have to do is hang up, and all of you are cut off. Yeah, okay, and, and right. it the same thing. Bye-bye-bye. But, but, but here's the thing. I think all of you are about ready to go anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen, listen up. Thanks for being here. Um, come back next Thursday when we do villains and don't forget Saturday night sports whispers weekly podcast and uh all you people that are, are mods, you'll hear from me in the next day or two about stuff that was not yeah. exposed tonight that I know. Oh. Um, so, um, yeah. everyone, everyone, okay. um, take care, have a good night, get some rest, and we'll see you tomorrow or the next day. Yep. All right. Hey, you know what? I'm going to say one more thing. I Go have ahead. two more people on my villains list now. After rewatching thirty two. Okay. Yep. yep. Two more okay. added to my villains list. Okay. Do you wanna do you wanna mention their names? Scott and Jason. Little okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, Jason and right. Scott were I mean ugh, Jeff even it, it was so bad, Jeff even was like, the assholes. <laughs> yep. Bozos. So, um, uh, I, I, have, uh. I have tried for about a month to get Scott in whispers, but he just won't join. Well, smart, because you got people ripping them new assholes. <laughs> Oh come on! He had to deal I mean, with that during his NBA I'm, career. I don't think it was. I mean, I'm I'm face I'm Facebook friends with him. I've tried to get him in there, and he just he won't he won't come. So I I think you're right, Melissa. I think he knows. Oh, that's a survivor group. I'm gonna get my ass ripped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. But we don't, you know, we don't do that. We don't do that in whispers. No, if they come in there. I, I don't. Know. Give, I don't. I know. I don't care if they're a villain. I don't care if everybody hates them. 
we treat them with respect. We don't let them yes, I know. get attacked, you know? I know. Well, to, to be fair, people were ripping on him throughout his entire NBA career, so I don't think it would be much of a difference to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Steve, he was a Celtic at one time. 